go. Welcome back, Survivor at Home, the podcast where we are recapping the finale of Survivor 42. What a night. What an episode this was. My name is Jordan. I'm here alongside Andrew. Andrew, we watched this together. We for did. The first time since, well, ever, for the first time ever watching Survivor together. First time we've seen each other in 10 years, we figured out. It's about that long since we'd last seen each other and a lot of life changes since then. But we met up and had a Survivor watch party with a bunch of friends. Super exciting. We are ready to break this down. But first, let's introduce our guest, Andrew. The king of idols finding idols in whatever survivor game he's playing whether it's survivor at home or a different online survivor experience doesn't matter shout out to kel's experience but the king of finding idols survivor at home season four champion welcome alex street guys it is such a joy to be here i will proudly wear that crown the king of finding idols no matter how much people chirp me about how i play them or don't play them, Jordan. I am so excited to be here and to talk through the greatest show on the planet and specifically this season, which rocked us all emotionally to the core and had all the good conversations going. This is a good one to break down. I'm so honored to be here. It is. Now, Alex, I wanted to ask you, because I know that you watch this with your kids, and this is something that comes up. We've just started this season, a couple of the episodes getting our kids into it. What was it like for them watching the finale? Guys, oh my goodness. I mean, we cheer. Like when when Lindsay, go back a couple episodes, when when the do or die thing happened, like the five of us cheer. So I go 15, 12, and, and almost 10-year-old. And so we're doing this together. We're talking it down. We're at the point now where we're breaking down where the vote's going to go at commercials. Like we're talking strategy as a family. This is the freaking dream. So we are there. I'm at that level. <laughs> I've reached the pinnacle of parenting, maybe. I don't know. Um, but tonight, I was just telling Jordan before we hit record, my youngest saw herself in Marianne early on in this season as this, like, we talk about her big emotions, and right? She's almost 10. And when Marianne was early on in the season was talking about her emotional play and, and everyone was drawing attention to that, we then turned to my daughter and were like, that's like you and look how she's thriving. And she's saying that it's okay to be in this. Like it was such an affirmation moment. Mm. And then we, so we just watched the episode. We didn't watch it live. We just watched it now together. And as soon as she won, she started calling out how like, I'm just like her. And I'm so glad that she won. And she was my favorite all along. So like, that's what it is. This is what Jeff Probst talks about. And I need to tell you one more thing at bedtime. We do a, what are you thankful for? tonight <laughs> i'm just snuggling with her they're like what are you thankful for without a beat she says jeff probst <laughs> i love it man <laughs> like, is me there too, a show babe. better i mean me there's too. no better show it really is and people still today talking like did you watch the finale at work and on calls people like no sir like you mean survivor i'm like you oh, don't man. understand steph posted last night saying like i feel sorry for you people you don't watch survivor because you're missing out this is yeah. the show the community jeff said it well there's like three parts working together yeah. there's the cast there's the production and there's the viewers and the engagement there and the interaction and i am happily one of those and happily part of this survivor at home community mm -hmm. and watching with our kids even our daughter picked up little bits of this finale talking about mike saying didn't he promise 
Lindsay, but now he's talking to Marianne. And that's oh, so he's good. kind of lying. He can't do both of those, right? And she's younger than your kids are, but it is neat eh? just to see it through their eyes and see the game. And uh really thankful for that. And I don't know if you caught on the Instagram post, but I put like a, a setup for the uh, event coming up. We had the flowers behind the podcast station. And my daughter got my phone and posted like, this is my dad's crazy office. It's turned into a forest because there's foliage here that we stole yeah. like from the church and all this kind of stuff to make it look like a real experience. Anyway, cool to see it through her eyes. Cool. To well, see so it. what is that for you? Let me like, so what? So she becomes a fan of the show, but is there something deeper in that for you? You know, that all that survivor means for you and, and like deeper down what it is for Jeff Probst and all this stuff and how he really sees that. So, you know, you bring your kids up in this, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what, what are you bringing them up in to think, to believe, to see when, the, when they're part of this experience, this thing that, that dad's doing that's destroying our home? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is a good, it's a good question. And it's, I mean, community is the go-to word, but it means right. a lot to me and to a lot of people. Um, and, you know, you hear people talk about bringing your kids up, right, and positive influences. And for us to have kids of our own now who are at the age where they can identify things that were positive or good. Or today, our daughter came home and said there were some boy, older boys that were saying the F word to us at school. And so, and that wasn't very nice, right? So they, they learn these things. And then, so when you watch the show, I don't know if you've heard on past podcast episodes here, identifying, uh, you know, our daughter watching when, I think it was Lindsay loses. Uh, she's really hard on herself for doing the do or die challenge in the first place to get mm -hmm. to that spot. But then she says, you know what, but I'm still proud of myself or her talking about being the female athlete with all the boys. And how she pushed through and having her daughter sit there and pot literally pause and say, Hey, you see how she's super competitive like you are, but you see what she also says when she messes up. Yeah, I'm upset and I wish I didn't do that, but I'm still proud of myself. And we're, we're trying to teach our kids, be kind to yourself. Yeah. So um, it, it is real where you have these, a show like this, where there are positive themes and positive stories that are drawn out from people spending now 26 days without their phone, without so many distractions. And even though there's great times of strategy and angst and tears, they said this episode, they're crying. Each of them put their hand up. Yeah, I cry <laughs> many yeah. times. You're also sitting there and just watching the sunset. Like we saw with Roxbury. You're also just going for a walk on the beach. You're also doing yoga in the morning with some of the castmates and reflecting on family members that each other have never even met before and how they've influenced your life. So there is something to a show like this where it's not just a game. You are drawing out human stories that really resonate with people season after season. And uh, I'm seeing it firsthand that like I get sappy, but now seeing it through the eyes of my kids and some of the oh, positive stories that they are, are learning. So yeah, big shout out to Jeff Probst, the whole crew. The show is great. And, uh, and I think we see glimpses out here in our little survivor at home community as well. Absolutely. We do. The yeah, so made. We were even talking about, we, there was a survivor at home watch party where a bunch of people came through and like Andrew and I, we joke, but also laugh at first time, seen each other in over 10 years, but there were multiple people there that I feel like I know well, and I've never met them in person before. Mm -hmm. Right. And same for yourself, uh, Andrew, and for others that were there, I think everyone had someone that they almost everyone had someone there that they hadn't met before in person yet feels like they've known for maybe a year, maybe a little bit over it, maybe longer in some cases. And uh, yeah, it's just cool the way a community can be fostered through common interest and common experience. It's been interesting how, you know, it does feel like the show is losing fans 
you know, over the years, obviously it, it's not the, the, the dynamo that it was when it began. Yeah. And with that, I don't know if there's a, a rising up of a new fan base now, but it feels like as it, as it gets smaller, we get tighter. Like we, we find each other. We're, that's what I feel like. Like I'm more a part of the survivor fan base and community than I ever have been yeah. though. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I am doing something different. I'm playing Survivor at home. I'm doing these things. I'm getting involved in playing the game and applying. But like, it just feels like there's a, it's almost like, oh, this is a safe place. This is a good community. This yeah. is a safe community. I don't and know. you want to know what's interesting? My buddy, Jeremy, who played season four, was the first voted out there. But he texted me last night saying it was interesting. His 21-year-old cousin wrote him saying, hey, did you watch the finale? Because he knew he'd play an art event. And Jeremy said, it's interesting. I, I assumed the younger generation wouldn't be into it. Like it was more maybe for our age and older. Yeah. Right. But he said, no, there, like there's, a, there are a lot of people coming up and again, it, it'll be interesting to see, can it stand the test of time for another wave of people coming through? And I think, I mean, because of the positive messaging that you're seeing and even just the reality of representation, right. That, that we see on the show and that's a whole other conversation, but uh, we were out for lunch, a dinner, sorry, last week with some, new friends from the church who uh an indonesian and korean background and just talking about how representation really matters and it's one of those things that i don't think about day to day um and the value of that and similarly how people would see a show like survivor and see representation of people that look like you it's like well for two seasons in a row now i've seen well canadian that's exciting but you know uh you know uh like different backgrounds back uh, you know demographics uh two women playing um, not like this most strong social gameplay, different styles either. Um, so pretty cool. Did you see uh, Omar's tweet, by the way? He's like, yeah, uh, yeah. someone else say it because I'm not going to summarize it well. Oh, it really I can't. Uh, it I was, oh, I. Um... Yeah. Yeah. He, you, you look it up, Alex, and we'll just stall here by telling a great recap of last night. <laughs> what was one highlight for you, Jordan, of being together at the watch party, Survivor at Home community, and uh, new friends as well? Oh, I think like. A cool part to look back on is meeting someone, meeting people for the first time and yet not feeling like you're just, oh, I do this or I do that or, or you're not introduced just because you're meeting someone, you're not introducing yourself to them. You know them, right? And you have this common interest. So that was a lot of fun. Well, I did overhear um, you. One of the people was sharing like a pretty deep thing. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Anyway, let's talk about Survivor. I did. <laughs> just, just, just like Jonathan, you know, in the in the tribal where he asked Romeo the question. The and did you see that in the, in the final part? He's asking Romeo a question, maybe just to be nice. And after about 14 seconds of Romeo's answers, Jonathan's like, Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's nice. But Romeo was not done yet. And he's just like, I, I got to keep going here. Do you oh, find the tweet, Alex? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Assuming this is the right one. He said, I can't believe the winner of Survivor 42 was a Abrahamic religious Southern Ontario minority super fan virgin. And it wasn't me. <laughs> Absolute gold. It, it fit, fit every box almost, but it was not him. And I think Marianne even replied a... saying like middle child as well. It was left. They were both oh, middle boy. children or something. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Just it goes deeper and deeper. Yeah. What uh, what a time. Andrew, what about a highlight for you yesterday? Because part of getting the survivor at home or some of the survivor at home community together is that's a community that you've been able to foster as well. So mm -hmm. what's it like to see that where, you know, we're all getting together for some of it for a lot of us first time, but also having this pre-existing relationship and having this these shared interests and, and shared experiences. What's that like as the host and the kind of, I'll call you the community coordinator. 
Nice. I mean, I got to do a big shout out to Vicky who made the call wow. and said, let's get together for this. And, and just using her gifting, if you don't follow her on Instagram, uh, just her creative ability to bring, and that's her heartbeat too, is to like to showcase it, how we can be creative in little ways. If oh, you yeah, don't follow yeah. her on Instagram, why not? Um, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Follow her on Instagram. Yeah. Because yes, yeah, shout out to Vicky. That was awesome. The theming, the party, um, uh, everything was so well done. Absolutely. Yeah. And so to your question, what is it? feel like for me to be there i mean yeah and when i'm in a good headspace i'm just grateful i i believe that we are made to live life together so i'm grateful when people have opportunities and as i've said many times on this podcast and you've heard everyone else say it, like how the last two years have been so devastating for people who have been away from each other and then to see people come just be able to laugh and to to, to cheer and celebrate and take part in something it's a it's, it's very meaningful to me and I'm really thankful and to sharing some good snacks and good stories. So yeah, it was, it was great. I really loved watch. I love seeing other people posting about where they were watching from as well. And uh, maybe gain some traction. Maybe next year we expand the Canadian GTA watch party from the survivor at home community. And maybe Marianne or Erica will join us. Maybe we get a few more people to join us too. Exactly. I did just want to say as well, uh, this is our final episode, obviously, of the season. And for all of yes. you who are listening, we talk about community and doing this together. I'll, I have a confession to make. When we started this, I got really into the stats. Like I can see on the back end how many people are watching or listening each week. And there was a point where I was kind of like, oh, this is like, it's kind of stuck at, like at this number. And then I, I heard someone say, you know, imagine you had a small business and you had like 50 people roll through in a couple of days you'd be so excited to talk to them and hear them engage with you and even if they didn't all buy your product and he's like but it, we, we do that with podcasts and things like this where like oh, only 50 people only 75 people only 100 people listening and that really shifted it for me where i was just like this is cool that people make this a part of our week and so just wanted to thank each of you wherever you are right now if you're mowing the lawn i guess that doesn't work because you couldn't hear it but you know what i mean wherever you are if you're on the boat if you're doing grocery shopping if you're going for a walk we wanted to thank you for making us a part of your week, the Survivor Home Community. I'm hearing across Canada, people are tuning in, but for each person, it means a lot. Thank you for engaging with us too on Twitter, on our new Instagram page, just reaching out and texting us and saying, like giving your feedback and questions and ideas and talking about how we should replace Jordan. And uh, just really appreciate all that you have uh, been a part of and making us a part of your week. So that just wanted to say that. As we head into breaking down what is truly a fantastic finale to a fantastic season. Um, and I should just mention, of course, Survivor at Home Light. This is a, what a crazy Survivor week this has been, right? The watch party. This is the podcast. Survivor at Home Light, Friday night. Um, it's going to be a blast. And Alex, I believe you're even playing in that. How are you feeling? Yes, sir. I have no idea what to expect. I look any anything that anything that you put on. That is Survivor. I have to be held back to uh, from applying immediately, um, and so I'm excited. I th I felt permission to to jump in with this one because it's a one night thing. You say it's going to be a little different. Maybe you know there's no idols in place, so clearly I'm going to be the first one out. Oh yeah, uh, obviously you're, you're toast. <laughs> it's, I just it's just it's I'm looking forward to it. It's games night, man. That's what it is. I I love a good games night with with my friends, and uh, this is a good chance to play the best game there is with uh, some friends I know and some I don't. So Absolutely. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm into it. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Shout out to Katie, my sister yeah. and co-host who's put a ton of work taking ownership of this one. And it's going to be a really good 
twist was still the same things that we just keep coming back to and love so deeply. So just like survivors do. So Jenga, so Jenga will be in, so confirmed Jenga will be involved. <laughs> like I hope so. You, <laughs> as long as I'm not, I was thinking about that tonight. As long as, as it's not mid challenge that I have to do some sort of Jenga thing where I don't read the instructions. That's a, that's the video is out there. Hunt. Maybe you're should, lucky. Should it's a good thing that you, it's a good thing that you won. Blocks. Sorry, it's a really good thing that you won that season because otherwise that would live, <laughs> that moment would live on for eternity and embarrassment. But you can just laugh at it like Mike Smith and that goal the other night with the Oilers. You just yeah, laugh at it. That seriously. It That's right. Uh, I heard about that. Is there another, is there another moment like another winner that had a big like goof moment, like an actual survivor winner that you think of immediately that was like, yeah, I can't believe they went on to win, even though they made you know, a, a, a real big goof at some point in the game. They just, I wish, yeah. I wish you had asked me that question two hours ago. Cause I would have done research before we started recording <laughs> the podcast, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> I got, um, yeah, here I, we go. Let's get this episode started. So first is, uh, Jeff Probst talking to the audience, just explaining everything that's going on. Mike's got an idol. Marianne's got an idol. So in theory, the two, one of the two of them will be in the final three. Both of them are in the final two. Um, Cause they're guaranteed to at least face each other in fire for one of them to make it through, um, which is super exciting. And also interesting. Cause you've also got an immunity uh, necklace in play. So we'll see how that, uh, how that works moving forward. Um, and the finalists, let's run through it quickly. Mike, the older survivor player um, dad has been preaching loyalty to us, despite my, our, misgivings towards it but been preaching loyalty to us jonathan one of the most physically strong and capable players ever in survivor history romeo who has been um romeo's been in survival mode that's he used that storyline a lot in this episode and he was in survival mode everyone who he wanted to align with got voted out and he had to scrape and claw his way through even if it felt not easy at times because i don't think that's a fair assumption to make but it felt like it wasn't in his control on what was going on, mm-hmm. but he scraped and clawed his way through Marianne. The, I think growth is the best word to describe Marianne. You see from the edit she got where early on, she's going on these rambling sentences and it doesn't make much sense like to the, the end where thing and yelling at Jonathan to and, the yeah. end where like the turning moment, she, the Jonathan completely understands what she's talking about in the big fist pump. And we move on from there. And then we've got Lindsay who's been, a beast with Jonathan in challenges has also played a great social and strategic game. Probably the player that like you'd rank have having played the best game so far going into this episode. I think that's a fair mm-hmm. statement to make at this point. So a great final five, especially four of those five, you could make an argument to win it. Um, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm excited for, I was excited for this episode to get started. We have no idea what's going on, but survivor loves their twist in the new era and they send them to a new beach for the last two nights. I don't remember. I feel like they did. Did they do this last season as well? Oh yeah, they did. Okay. I didn't know. And it was a big remember. surprise. It was a big shock. And, and they were all, they were hamming it up. They're like, we have nothing. This is just another thing. We're already exhausted. We don't know what we're doing. And, Oh, yeah. it's, woe was us. And it's so yeah. hard. And my, my um, thought process for, through that was like, okay, survivor, we get it. It's not 39 days. It's 26. So we got to make it harder. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. Fine. Great. Put them on a new Island every day. Don't give them anything. Like yeah. put them out on a raft for floating to sleep overnight. Like do whatever you got to do to make it as they're, difficult as you want. They're so um, close to the end that yeah, 
whatever. I, I guess it's three more nights because you've got the night after Omar's vote, and then you've got the night, um, uh, the night, the final five vote, and then the final uh, fire making challenge. So there's three more nights, including the one that they arrive at the beach. But either mm. way, like cool survivor, it's harder. Oh yeah, by this point, if you're not ready to handle that pressure after how far you've come, like you're not gonna be, you shouldn't be there. So those sprinting, yeah, they're sprinting to the finish at this point, right? You know, you feel it. It would be demoralizing again. Circling back to the the tears that each player shared happened many times over, but in that game, you just you just power through. And kudos to each of those five; they really did play a strong game in that sense. So, how many days would it take you to cry until you cried alone or in front of other people? three <laughs> no, i like the magic number of three yeah. uh daily i don't know probably yeah, most I, days it's the boat ride in for me like that's it <laughs> well you cry emotional. happy tears alex you would cry happy tears on the boat ride in the whole way like you it's would be so excited me. it's just splashing <laughs> you you would be so excited ready to go on the boat ride in alex cries when, cry. when we hit record on this podcast he was in tears <laughs> so <not. laughs> he was and then he was back in tears talking about his daughter and, uh, and we're just we we got coming i can feel them coming now here we it's go just happening. here we go the new beach doesn't have anything statement. cool um, but then we get some confessionals. Marianne's here to play. She's got a chance not to just stay, but to win. She feels it. Um, and then the conversation around the fire was a really interesting moment where Lindsay and Jonathan just kind of having it out to a degree, a civil like argument here. It was a weird moment where Lindsay just wants to know, why didn't you tell me that Omar was getting voted out and the only answer she gets is well you ended up voting for me yeah. well yes he you did vote she did vote for him that's actual factual information but what they decide they made I a decision the guy to not, just... <laughs> well they, they're both they they're both tell her they both are at fault i mean obviously like they yeah. they both have a piece here in it i agree with Lindsay 99 percent of the time with jonathan and her breakdown but yeah, in this case, she's upset. She he didn't tell, but he's like, yeah, you, you, but you voted for me. So they're clearly, they knew. We saw that last episode. They were at odds. There's that awkward scene at camp where they're just eating rice, but not really doing much because they know they're coming for each other. So at this point, Lindsay doesn't have much of a right to complain to him and vice versa. He doesn't to her because there's only five people left in the game. What do you expect? Yeah, I didn't think much expect? of it. And that's No, I didn't think much of it either. It was just a weird moment where like they both didn't, come off that great where she kind of came off complaining and he came off with with just repeatedly saying well you voted voted for me well, we couldn't have given a well i if i had told you i i think you would have spoiled their plan and that's not what we wanted to happen so i couldn't tell you we mm-hmm. couldn't have come up with that line to at least be for her to be like okay all right that's fair maybe i would have maybe i wouldn't have but yeah. that's what you thought was gonna and said he calls her aggressive again yeah, yeah. that's the one piece that Gosh. even after post episode and seeing some recaps today Lindsay very directly came out and said he's a misogynist basically mm-hmm. she's like i won't mince words and so we've you know it's a fine line in the editing what they've shown where i don't know if i would say that outright from what i've seen and yet there's hints of it and it's good watching obviously with a woman so watching with my wife and the thing she picks up she talked about even the episode much earlier on where jonathan gets a chance to be with just some of the women when they're yeah. split off for i think a reward and that's what in his confession he's like i've been biting my tongue but now i feel I'm really going to start to just lay out what I want to do. And she was like, it's kind of weird that he felt that urge of surge of confidence when it was all women around him. And that's just a reality, right? That mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I do it. Like I've, I know I've done that in my life where 
certain a certain room of people you feel like okay maybe i am i have the right to have the, the last say in this room or i can have a bigger voice here and so again hard to read into it but you can't you can't take away from what the contestants say themselves so marianne did come out or sorry Lindsay did come out and say the way he spoke to some women there's a, there's it's we're not there so it's hard to say but it is like there's a difference between um like an argument or getting heated like in a competition i would i would argue with you guys if we we're playing survivor and if like you didn't tell me and i was that's okay but there is a line in there right and are you and she she said it over and over again this season like yeah he's just like keep saying I'm being aggressive or being heated. And, and she says here, I just can't stand his like righteousness. And that is driving her insane. Like he's just being a pain in the ass his cockiness. So um, got to go by what she says at the end of the day, you know, uh, by her experience, but fine line as you watch it. She's always given us a good breakdown from her perspective. That's been part of her this season is she's well-spoken, especially to the, to anyone she's well-spoken, but especially to the camera and letting us know, what she sees and, and how things are going there. Um, the other thing from that night, there's one more, maybe the joke of the episode, Romeo breaks out the hidden immunity mm. bracelet <laughs> that, that he made. And he just, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, but at the watch party specifically, he breaks it out. And we all kind of go, okay. So, so, so are we impressed by this? We know it's fake. They, I don't think anyone really cares that you've got it. Mike gives him the gratuitous. Good for you, Romeo. Yeah, it's a kind of a cruel thing in the show that there is inevitably going to be someone, I think, who's the goat, like lowercase g. But yeah, when they do then make a... Because I will say this, throughout this episode, in a, in a bite-sized one-episode summary, Romeo did well for himself to kind of yes. finish. It I, doesn't... He wasn't going to win. He said in his confessional, like, oh, maybe I can win now and... No, it's not ever going to change what that outcome is. But in this episode, he can look back and be proud of like, hey, on that final stretch, I won a big challenge. I tried to make it a little bracelet. You know, it's too little too late. But and and for yeah. the jury, they know that it's kind of like that awkward, like, yeah, that's a nice show and mm -hmm. tell. But it doesn't mean anything like this is for the real players. So I don't know. It's kind of survivors cruel that way that there's a, there's always going to be someone who's. Yeah kind of in There's, that position one thing i love about so i said this to, to my family i'm like i love how they made the official idols look like a toddler made them now so that it is like well, you could make something like that and it yeah. could pass you still can't carve a face into a stick and have that pass as a, a real idol but those little dinky bracelets yeah by all means you show that to somebody they could think that's a real idol and yeah. go for it but grab you're an right, old it, grab well, an old paper from one of the previous idols uh -huh. grab the paper and it's you never done. know maybe it's not yeah i wonder at that point like, he didn't need it right that's what that was the point no do you think people yeah. ever like make a fake idol like for someone else and try and trick them is that a thing in survivor games you mean like survivor at home <laughs> i mean <laughs> i hope so i, hope <laughs> I mean oh it would take a real genius to do that, to work that, to make it happen, to make it work and then, and then play it off and then even kind of screw up the delivery of it. But, but have everybody, everybody believe it anyways, that would be yeah. a, I wonder if we'll see that one day genius move. Yeah. If that happens, we'll look at maybe survivor at home season five in September. Talk about Romeo just for a second here is, is he, I love his story and how he labeled his story at the end, how he played it out. You know, I don't want to jump ahead in the episode too much here, but just, I feel like we won't talk about Romeo too much. So let's, let's to land on him and the way that he articulated that of like, I am leaving as a free person. Mm -hmm. That is like, 
you've got this clear transformation. It was so good. He really, he's been so, you know, distant, unseen, unimpactful most yeah, of the show in his, and in his shell in his yeah. shell in a way yeah. too and he's kind of broken free from yeah. that and left with confidence and mm. um some of it kind of brought upon you because realizing you're sharing some of these things on national tv yeah. um but in other ways just growing in that confidence even stick on it for one more thing with romeo the way he breaks down um i didn't know he had just learned to swim before right the season started so then he talks about i'm terrified of heights i've just learned to swim now I'm doing both in my underwear on national TV. You just like, you have two choices. One is to quit and leave and hide. And the other is to just embrace it and go. And he embraced it and went for it. And his story, it's not a winner's story, right. but that's okay. Because he is actually, as we break it down here, he's winning in, in his life in this moment. And who, he's better for it. Who deserves a final three vote more, Romeo or Heather? Romeo what like that's not even a, is that even a question <laughs> I can't believe I that my, I think my mic is broken <laughs> what I'm just you know what right yeah. so she yeah. she was that's what I'm saying so Romeo actually played more a bit more of a game than than that he had to work Heather was just did she even get a vote I don't know like there's one vote that maybe she was in danger last season but Anyways, so, you know, the guy, he did it, he worked and, and he did what he had to do at the end there to, to, as he said, earn his spot, which, uh, good on him. And, yeah. and I'm just glad that he has that story to tell. Yeah. He had a good, he had a good last episode. It obviously was never, it was never going to be enough, but he had a great last episode to close out the season. And it's not like he was a, a, a bad player going through. He just didn't have a game that was worthy of winning survivor. And, no. and that's the way it goes. We get to the, um, the we get to morning. the morning and the guys are agreeing. Romeo, Mike, and Jonathan are agreeing. Lindsay needs to go. She's the biggest threat at this point. Um, Marianne, this is, this is where this storyline will come up later, but Marianne is telling Lindsay, no, I don't want you to go. I want you to be around. I'm around. I'm confident that you'll be here at the end of tonight after tribal. Um, she she at this point is all in on me and Lindsay. Lindsay and I, let's we're doing this. Let's go. Um, let's go through. Uh Mike, the we here we go with Mike and his loyalty, promising Marianne he'll play his idol for her. Yeah. And then I might play it for you, Lindsay. And are, are we gonna break this down now or do we want to wait for later on in the episode? We can wait a, until after the challenge. Yeah, to, let's do that. To break that just that this is when he tells them that though. Like yeah, he promises right, right, right. playing yeah. it for her now before the challenge. Yeah, you're seeing Lindsay, you're seeing it. Like you watched it again too, up. Jordan, as did I, and you're watching like all like you see this story all through this episode. Yes. And it's not fake, like it's real, but of him no. saying these things yeah. and thinking, but yeah, let, let's come back to that. But it's a very so, significant part of the story. So next is the fight for the word scramble. We're not gonna spend a lot of time on this one, but basically Lindsay's the only one who gets it, who gets the word scramble. Once she gets it, everyone else doesn't want her to win it. So they start to work together, except Romeo's never getting it. Marianne's sabotaging because she, at this point, wants Lindsay to get it. Mm -hmm. Truly actually wants Lindsay to get it. It's not just kind of a setup. And Mike and Jonathan are not going to be able to put their heads together and figure out a word scramble either. So Lindsay's just running. And 
I know that in the episode, they showed us an outline of this is what we mean by the toes of the giant <laughs> yeah, right. sleeping or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you're looking at it. I'm going, what? <laughs> That's we got. I, I guess so, because my assumption, just like Lindsay's, which was, I thought a good assumption was that the toes of the sleeping giant would be a tree that's fallen on the ground mm-hmm. and it's stuffed in its roots. That's a great assumption. And then she mm-hmm. ran past 17 trees that were on the ground, didn't find it. And then somehow stumbled upon a giant rock that it wasn't even nestled in the actual toes. It was just kind of around the corner at sea level. Yeah, definitely not tucked in the toes. They must have moved it. That's that's where I go production. Mo- moved it and definitely was like, check over there. No yeah, one else the, is going to get it All the cameras anyways. just turn at the same time towards that yeah, direct. The, well, the, the best is when she turned <laughs> the production of this. She turns the corner and there's a camera already around there watching yeah, right. her. And then she's surprised to that. see it. Yeah. I didn't realize that the first time around, but when I watched it the second time around. They make them go back and film them, I think. Oh, they definitely. Yeah, for sure they talk about that. But and, and that made me think of Survivor at Home where we plan these challenges. In my head, I'm like, I have this great, puzzle and they're gonna think this mm-hmm. and deduct this like when you play code names right and the word jumps in your mind my problem is sometimes i'll get like two or three word jumps ahead and forget the people aren't jumping with me so i've done a few of those challenges as we've seen in survivor home some very infamous moments where people are stuck forever because it's like what the heck is andrew it seems so obvious to me that someone would solve this riddle but it's not and it was like that with these rocks it's like i don't they kept showing the outline like five times like maybe it's just not that obvious from her perception right of of that someone's getting fired for that one but yeah <laughs> anyway yeah, i thought of, i thought of survivor at home for sure with like the word scramble and stuff you're like yes. it's the like there's only so many words that the seven these seven letters could be figured out i know that's the i thing actually kind of yeah. wanted more of a chance to figure it out before they showed us the answer yes pause the episode well, yeah yeah, well, you could have, but then you're behind anyways, and it, it I don't know. I feel like that would have been fun to try anyways, and solve. It was it, a but... weird, lame part of the episode. That exactly. Was kind of, you know, that, that that I feel like that was the down point of the yeah. of the production. It was, a, but it could have been significant episode. because it could have been the turning point for Lindsay's game because she needed it and she knows she needed it and she got this. And you're thinking, okay, Lindsay, you got this advantage, and then we see what uh, the advantage is for Lindsay. And how significant it is that she, when it comes to the challenge, she only has to untie one knot at each of the stations, whereas everyone else has to untie six of them. And as soon as I hear that, I think it was Cal that posted on Twitter, like, you know, that's not a small advantage. That's a significant advantage to untie. That's like 35, 40 seconds at each of those stations, untying one, like saving her. Yeah. untying the rest of those knots it's probably a 35 40 second advantage at each station so that becomes a four and a half minute advantage in this challenge which gets you to the puzzle in theory first yeah and i think jeff even said that but that's i don't think that's what happened or if it, it no. was close John got there, jonathan, jonathan got there first yeah, and then she she would have gotten there pieces. first but that one where it's a rope bridge and you have to move the planks across she dropped right. the plank and had to restart and that was that was the difference in it because Jonathan was just going to be so fast that she, if she hadn't dropped the plank, she would have been first there by. Oh man, watching long. that back, eh? Just seeing that back, like, oh, if I hadn't have dropped that one plank. Oh, for real? That's it. Yeah, that's the one time piece. right there. Because then, then she's one piece away, and she she's gets it. Away. She absolutely gets it. So, and that's absolutely. the kind of stuff that I go into. I'm like, you would eat that would eat away. Oh yeah, in your you were mind. that close. You were that close to for the rest of your life. Yes, forever and ever. That's it. It's true. One vote, one puzzle piece. one piece. Well, and that's the cruel thing about this game for 
all but one mm. contestants, they're going to be eating this, like it's going to eat away at them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. just again, what Lindsay said earlier, though, just that self-kindness piece too, of like, look, like you got to do your very best. And she did. And yeah, I, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'd be devastated, but, oh. but yeah, you just at some point have to let that go. But I'm well, sure, I'm sure past players still like from 15 years ago, oh, relive sure. moments. Have you seen Eric talk about his, his, his like giving oh, the, 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 the uh, individual immunity up to the, to the four ladies or giving it up to Natalie. Um, and, and he talks about it now and he's like, yeah, you know what? That's, like I know what it was. I was in the moment. I believed it in the moment. So I'm not. I'm not beating myself up anymore about it. He's now famous because of it. So hey, that's not bad. <laughs> like it's right. It, it's kind of the game. That's but usually how we feel after um, after inviting you on the podcast. After like, mm-hmm. oh man, that was just a terrible decision. But mm-hmm. you know what? You got to live with it and roll. Yeah. Some of the fans wanted it, so there's only one shot here. Unless you've got somebody on backup recording after this that yeah goes this live. is not even like, being recorded Alex, actually this you is weren't, just you weren't supposed yeah. to you weren't supposed to figure that out yes oh, well i'm a smart guy look yeah <laughs> um so who would you here i'm gonna put you on the spot champ from last season oh. you're say right now you get medevaced from this podcast dr joe or jill or whoever it is now comes on over who who do you call on to be a replacement from the survivor at home community oh i want john johnny Yes, I love I could hear him. I could listen to him talk about this game, talk about his experience all day. He's one of my favorite competitors on the in the seasons. Uh, I, I think he's just a hoot and just full of joy. So you haven't you didn't have him this season, did you? No, I don't know. He wasn't on this this season. We'll yeah. have to get him back on know, at some point here. Too. He charges a lot these days. I hear <laughs> oh, he does. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a tough, it's a tough tough go. Yeah, yeah, that's not. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So Mike wins immunity. And this is a cool moment where he's like, I've waited 21 years for this. And we know that he's watched and remembers watching like most of the players in the game, almost all of them wouldn't remember watching the first couple of seasons um, in the moment because they would have been so young. But 21 years ago, Mike's 30 something, 32, 33, I think around there, maybe a little bit older than that. But he's um, he's watching this at that point wanting to be out there and here he is now doing it the other thing he says and we touched on not touched on this but touched on similar to it he said his kids would be so proud of him Mm -hmm. for doing that and that was just that's an emotional moment that gets at the the heartstrings that he's so proud of himself for doing it but just knowing that his family would be so happy to see what he's done here and then he gets reward which is pasta garlic bread cake something else, red wine, I think like soft drinks or something, red wine. Marianne has the funny moment where she's less excited about the red wine, but super excited about everything else. John, uh, Mike chooses Jonathan to join him. Did you guys catch Mike then says to Jeff, you want to give me another one? And Propes immediately replies, no. Yeah. I missed that. No, <laughs> you missed. That. I missed it the first time, but I saw it the second time around um, that, yeah, you want to give me another one? No, yeah. you're not getting another one. It's the two of no. you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a oh okay all right then because usually they do get that extra one but i guess not this late in the game yeah yeah and that's a big deal for jonathan to get that he's obviously enjoying it and it i mean they they're enjoying their time together and i, w- I when that happened i was thinking back to earlier in the season remember the two of them said hey guys like us don't win this game because we get voted out so let's stick together and we haven't seen as much of that at least on the screen but this kind of reminded me oh yeah these two were 
really close. That moment they shared was pretty impactful. And, and I think it, it meant something, although again, with Mike, what actually means something we'll see, but yeah, I I thought that was significant. Even that they're, they're sharing, they're talking about Lindsay obviously needs to be the one to go. They think she's such a strong player. And then it contrasts that with Lindsay talking about Jonathan too. These two, just the bitter rivals coming for one another. Um, And Jonathan, uh, you know, saying like, you don't want to be sitting next to her at the final three, right? She, she's Mm -hmm. come to play and gives her really good testimony of like, I understand that she is a solid competitor. I don't want her there. I want her gone, even though that's connected probably with their personal animosity. He understands the kind of player that she is and he's right. And I'm thinking about Lindsay's story. I'm thinking about her journey on the show and all that stuff and how she leaves, you know, in this, uh, this spirit of being the fighter and, and like she, that only showed up for her. She, again, she talked about quiet, whether it's the edit or what, but it seems like she was quiet for the first half of the season really. And then Jonathan carried that tribe and then she shows up and really stepped up and stepped into the spotlight and showed how much of a fighter she really is. And, um, I don't know. I love that stuff. So yeah, for her to go and say, and say, I'm sitting here and like, you know, to be seen in that light, that is the best way to be sitting here in this position of danger or whatever that is. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but for her story to get to that point where she's being talked about in that way, that's, I think that's everything that she would have wanted to be coming on the show. So again, another proud moment where you get to say, I played the game. I was the person that I wanted to be uh, seen as. And she gets her, she gets it, she gets to sit down with Mike and she hits all the right notes. She hits the emotional note. She hits loyalty. She hits her gameplay. Like she is working hard. And as we're going to find out, just minds are made up and that's the way it goes. But that was a, that must've been a very interesting conversation to be a part of from Mike's perspective, knowing that Mm. you've got to, she's tugging at everything like that makes him want to be great in this game she's hitting it all and you can see it in his eyes eh? yeah that he just it's like he's got the the look of i i don't have anything to tell you i just know what has to be done it's kind of like the thanos he said it's like my daughter it's like thanos you know and with his daughter it's like i I gotta do this but you can still see that conflict in him and he and he has (laughs) promised kind of like with swati earlier in the season right where saying he'll be my number one just really interesting that i mean let me just say here for the record I really love Mike and I thought going to the final three, he was for sure the favorite. And a lot of people disagree with me on that, but because he's just so likable and he's played from the beginning, they said that, but the one thing that he seemed to be struggling with all the way through was understanding the self-awareness to realize I'm big on loyalty, but then I'm not quite doing that. Like I'm, I'm making this like, Hey, I don't have to swear on anything. I'll just say it to you. And it means something, but then, it really doesn't. So even though he emphasizes that more of like being that way, I think that's the people we're trying to draw out of like you, like you're clearly that kind of person back home for sure. There's no question, but in a game like survivor where you have to lie to people, the way you're doing this, it's almost like gaslighting people a little bit or coming across in a way that just doesn't sit well with people where you're like, Mike, you keep doing this where you said, yeah, like, like on my honor, like I'm going to, it's you and me. And then, and then he doesn't, and he, but he thinks like he's still being honorable in that. 
and this theme comes up a lot in this episode. And I thought Lindsay did a great job, like you said, of just yeah. trying to lay it out there. And unfortunately for her, it just, there wasn't anything that they could do. Yep. It was, and it, she was going up against an immovable object, right? There was nothing she could, she could do about it, but she is fighting. They go into tribal council and it's, they've left us with the impression that Marion could play her idol for Lindsay. They could happen, Jonathan or Romeo, but Jonathan could be the one going home based on this. We know that if Lindsay does play an idol first, Mike would play it for Jonathan, and that would make things really interesting. Mm -hmm. But we don't expect that. They don't expect that. And yeah, Marianne could do it. She could play it for Lindsay, which you're watching going, man, that would be a big move if mm. she if she did that. That that would kind of cement Marianne as, wow, that's a couple big moves in a row. But at the same time, it's Lindsay yeah. who could turn that back her way. They really like, captured this moment well with Romeo's yeah. question talking to Marianne about, and Romeo said it really well, that emotionally, like, yeah, Lindsay, of course, should come with you to the end, but strategically, you can't do it. And that's yeah. a, that was a pretty big moment for me in yeah. this episode. And Marianne, like you said earlier, in, that, in the tree mail and the hunt for the clue, she wanted Lindsay to be there. So that's not made up. There's a real no. reason we think going into the yeah. tribal, she might play this idol for her. But as and, we see and the, the power of the, the private, the secret idol that Marianne is holding in her pocket, the power of the secret finally, <laughs> like it, it's like, I, I just found such redemption. I love that, that this thing that she didn't tell anybody created all this power in her pocket yeah. that yeah. nobody else knew was going on, but she's playing this game that then she reveals was a beautiful master plan and that she had yeah. to battle with, but it was all because she had this thing that no, actually nobody else knew about. Okay. Let me please remind me of this later on. Cause I want to circle back to that. Cause I don't fully get it. I don't fully agree, but we, we will circle back to that. Cause I, I want to talk about Lindsay here. Mm -hmm. um, okay because we know she isn't safe and it's a okay. huge move in the vote. But yep. I want to ask you guys a question is survivor flawed in a way that players can get to a final six, a final five and be so good, such a strong competitor. And then literally there's nothing they can do. Can we get that? To, can we get to that after the votes? Yeah. Cause I got a couple of things I want to tack onto that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get that to that in a couple of moments. Lindsay has a moment in this tribal council where she's talking about one, she was the only one scrambling. She knows it. Everyone knows it. She gets her final talk with Mike and a couple others. And mm -hmm. um, that's the way that goes. But then she has this time where she's saying she feels like she hasn't been playing a good game. Her social game is falling apart. And Jonathan comes in in a good moment, I thought, where he's like, no, your social game is so strong. Every conversation you come from or come in to people want to trust you yeah you got fooled that's part of the game that's the way it goes but the fact that she's the biggest target right now is like kudos to her because yeah. she's played so so well um and everyone right likes so her. that's her playing everyone the game her. that's yeah. her playing mm -hmm. trying to knock her game her own self-deprecate yeah. so that she doesn't yeah. get and then that's jonathan turning back and be like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa let's lift you whoa. back up yeah yeah <laughs> let's like let's remind people why uh -huh. you're the target here yeah um it's an a interesting little... and then Je jeff probes also has a really cool couple of lines where he's talking about um 
you can be a good player. You got to find another good player. It's a good alliance. No one feels, oh no, Mike says that. Good player, find another good player. Alliance, no one feels like the upper, they have the upper hand. That's how you make the alliance go. Um, and Jeff Probst goes, it's so interesting. You have to find someone, you have to align with people who you think you can beat. But if they've aligned with you, it means they think they can beat you. Mm-hmm. The dynamic, the social, the social and strategic dynamics of Survivor are some to me are some of the more most interesting things of how do you get there how do you go forward with that and then the last thing in tribal councils Lindsay is labeled the fighter if they vote for me it means no one thinks they can beat me and time for the votes to be read votes get cast mike plays his idol for marianne okay we didn't know if that was coming but we thought it might it happens so marianne could play hers Four, oh, wait, Romeo's going to step up and chuck his immunity bracelet into the fire. <laughs> uh, the jury oh. really reacted to that, but they were Omar, like... Over, over. Yeah, they wanted it, yeah. Over yeah. had a great reaction where they were all like, oh, wow, this is so good. This is so good. And then Omar's reaction was as if he like kind of laughed and felt bad for Romeo in that moment. That's, that's, that's what I mean move. before when I said yeah. someone, someone's down and out right like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. this like... The, uh, the cockroach, just, the, the yeah, fledgling the bird. Like, I mean, yeah. that's who he is. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Mind. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, nice. You brought me a, a twig. Okay. That's wow. right. So, <laughs> the votes get read. Jonathan, Lindsay, 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 Lindsay. Four votes for Lindsay. She's done. We knew that was coming. Since Tori, this is where, Andrew, your question. Since Tori got voted out, has the the number one player, the biggest threat, the best player to that point got voted out every vote after that here's yep. the list yep. Lin- in reverse order Lindsay just got voted out final five mm-hmm. omar before her mm-hmm. uh drea before him mm-hmm. and high before drea mm-hmm. Hi- the only one in question to me could be high but he had just oh. made a huge move the episode before as well any one of those four to andrew's point should be crown champion yeah any, any one of those four played the game up to that point high had played a game maybe not quite to that point uh, omar by the time he had he was voted out played a game worthy of the the title yeah. i think so yeah you're talking about that and that's the way it goes is you look at those players you're playing such a good game that you have to go you gotta mm-hmm. go yep and all four of those people were i would say ricard from last year from last season right right Right. He yep. was playing the absolute best game. And when it was, I think it was final five, maybe it was six. He didn't have a chance. He right. was kind of helpless. So yeah, I think now that's part of though the strategy of survivor, the, the name of the game is to win and winning doesn't mean you make these huge moves that end up getting you voted out. Right. Like you try to control, you try to, I experience this. You try to control the game too much. And if you're the one who's exposed, unlike other people, it's you, not them, right? High got it. High was exposed, and he had made some big moves. No one, they don't want to sit beside him. Drea had every advantage in the game in her pocket. Uh-huh. She gets voted out. Omar made huge, huge moves. All of a sudden, Jonathan and Mike are realizing, no, we can't, we can't beat this guy. Andy's too close to Lindsay, who, for a while, we wanted to work with. 
we got to go after him. Oh, it's Lindsay's turn. She's available to be voted out. She's the number one threat. Like, so I wonder, did that change in Survivor? I think, Andrew, this is kind of your point. Like, you know, is it flawed because you can't get past that that point? Because at some point, people are maybe earlier on, people are thinking final three earlier on and seeing I can't beat this person. It, it maybe isn't so much about they're going to get me out as much as I can't win against them. So get them out. And I wonder at what point in the game season 22 i don't know i don't even know what season like did that shift at some point where people started playing for the end strategically for the votes at the end rather than saving their ass at the next tribal you know what i mean like yeah that's what i feel like that is that's where that you know top six kind of thing comes into play is people start playing who do i get the best votes against yeah i mean I would do it if I were there. I would get someone out who I thought was better than me. What I'm talking about is like as a fan, you're watching. We naturally gravitate towards players that have a great story and who are doing big moves and are playing exciting versus the the player that's just kind of coasting along. Like it's entertainment. We want to be entertained. So the problem is though that the people on the show see it too and they get those people out. So what I'm kind of getting at, this is a big theme for me for this whole podcast, but I know there's, I was talking to Darren, um, Andrew Bragg, a few others uh, about this, that, yeah, just that sense that at the end, it didn't feel like the best player won, which I know Jeff himself said that, like so often the best player doesn't win, but is it, is it flawed in that way that whereas in most other competitive games and sports, like if you're the best player, like you keep pushing through, there is some adversity, but in the end you can overcome. And it seems like, yeah, these t- the players that rise to the top right at different points, like, they're going to get chopped off. Now, I mean, you can win an immunity. That's obviously one way out. Or you could have an idol from before. But when you get to the final five, like, I'm just thinking of Lindsay here. Like, is it, do we just put it down to she just didn't take advantage of that challenge? Sure. Maybe. Like, I think that that's the way that the game is built, right? If you're, yeah. if you're in trouble, that's what the immunity challenges are there for. To save right. you. So right. you've got to win it. Right. The risk is, though, that you have, yeah, the just, I don't want to be negative because I love the show immensely, but just what you want to avoid is where you get to a final and it's like, oh man, these, the the people here really like aren't some of the better players, but they just work together to get the better players out. I'm not saying that about this season because I love each of those finalists as well, but that's just the kind of the question I was getting at is like, is there a flaw? Is there something that could be done? But then you obviously can't make it too easy because that's survivor. You you have to work socially in a way to sting when you need to and float around when you don't, but I don't know. I, just I honestly, I don't know that Lindsay would have won if you get to the end. No, come on. She would have won for sure. hundred percent. So just, I, just looking it up. I mean, best hundred percent. How do you, de- how do you, how do you define best each season? I don't know, but let's run through quickly. Previous couple of winners. Were they the best could they be defined as the best? I don't know. Sorry. I just want to do a caveat. I'm not saying the like the very best, but I'm going to be okay. like someone that you're like, yeah, they played a great game. It's like in the stand, it's like in, in the playoffs, right? Like okay. in sports, like the, a lot of those teams, like some of the top teams, like, so say it ends up being Colorado and in Tampa Bay this year, like whoever wins that, it's not like the other team was terrible, right? But okay. you just to say those, they were, they were up there. I'm just getting at like the seasons where someone who's like, like way down the notch, like wins. Um, Anyway, go ahead. Read your list. 
Uh, yeah, I was just going to run through. I mean, this season and last season. So you've got Marianne and Erica who were, they didn't go to long, but both of them were quiet at points strategically in getting to the end. You've got Tony at Winners of at War. Best and we all know he was, he owned that season and was, he's the one, one winner recently where you go, he should have been voted out every single chance and found his way through the whole time. It was unbelievable the way he did it it was a dominant performance um tommy from um island of the idols chris underwood from edge of extinction he spent a whole lot of time outside of the game and then came back with an idol won a couple challenges won fire making knocked out the number one player at that poor point Devins. Uh, yeah, poor, poor Devins. Devins. nick wilson kind of hit a long one at the end wendell and dominic but wendell won best um, players Yep. Yeah, they were yeah, the they two were. best. Yep. Ben Drebergen um, ha- found idols everywhere uh, to win his season. Yeah. Well, let me game. just let me just stop you there, yeah. Jordan. On the let's take Wendell and Dom then, because that's actually maybe a good solution. Is that kind of like what mm-hmm. Jonathan and Mike tried to do? Is like you got maybe you find someone else like mine to say what exactly I'm saying here. Like, look, mm-hmm. this is the way Survivor plays out. It's it, we would do the same if we were on the bottom. We would come for players like us. So, yep. do you yep. want to try and get further together? So, I guess I'm answering so my that, question. Yeah, let me go with that. And to talk to to my experience and Jordan's experience on Kel's Survivor, where that was that's where it ended up. I think with our final two was me and this this other guy Scott. And I saw I talked about it. I told him I talked about us. Should have been Jordan there as well. Um, as a Wendell and, and and Dom to a bit where like we just we got all the way through and sat at the end and it was one vote that went his way uh that decided it. Hmm. And you got these two strong players. Jordan should have been there. Uh, but it was very much the same storyline where I even rewatched Ghost Island. They lost a, a strong ally earlier on as well. And and so just I think that's it, Andrew. Is like if you're gonna get through as a strong player you got to have somebody else there to deflect to point out to take half the votes like whatever it is um i love that season i love and, that pairing that partnership yeah. and who and would be willing to laurel. go f- yeah the, go ahead i was just the third person in that group laurel was with them too the whole way right 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 yeah. although she didn't get votes at the end and i have to rewatch to see if she she it felt like she got goaded along or, or whatever as to why she didn't get votes at the end but she didn't get votes at the end but she was with them especially wendell the whole way through right it was it was the three of them dom and wendell made all, made a lot of the moves and got all the praise at the end but she wasn't just some random person that got chucked in there she was aligned with them throughout so coming back to this season and Lindsay. Yeah, yep. that's the heart of it. Let's be honest. I just right. really like Lindsay, and I was right. sad to see her go out. Yeah, she was a good competitor. She played hard. What I'm where I came out with, like I don't know that she would have won. Survivor. What I'm learning. Survivor respects the jury respects social and strategy more than uh, physical grit, grind, winning does not carry the same weight as where was your strategy and her strategy broke down. And that's why I think she wouldn't have done it. She didn't play her idol when there was no reason not to play it. That would have come up in jury. Marianne would have like, I just, you can when defend it comes that. To that. You can defend that. If I were Lindsay, they ask you, why, why don't you play an idol? Like that's, 
you know, show the, the jury that you have this and they should be impressed. She's like, I knew I, I worked so hard to be safe that I didn't need to play it. And I, and I, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to let them duke it. Why? I think you spin it. I think she had a, it's all how you talk about it, right? Like, yeah. I agree that you just said, obviously you've learned some mm-hmm. things in playing in these events, but as we see in this episode, it has to be also the way you finish in the final tribal and tell your story. And I think Lindsay, she just strikes me as someone that could have come across that humble, but strong ability to just tell that like, yeah, I was gritty yeah. and, and I was in there and I was fighting and I was winning a lot of these battles and challenges. And I was biting my tongue when Jonathan was pissing me off and I was making alliances and pushing my, I don't know. I, I just think she clearly was the number one in my opinion going into this episode i think and she, she lost so the game is flawed and you know you've ruined it for everybody good night i'm yeah. going home yeah. okay see you. Let's see you later. or oh, hour man. two and let's then yeah. our well speaking of hour two we go to the the challenge sim motion which i thought was just because it's like a simulated motion no yes. it's apparently simo is a guy's name and they just made it sim motion is the name of the the challenge right um but everyone is, they're feeling, de- they want to set up what's going to happen in this challenge. Everyone's feeling depleted, but it's the final immunity challenge. They're all drawing strength from somewhere. Um, Romeo from people at home and uh, those who he, he works with, the young women that he works with. Um, Jonathan wanting to fight the good fight. Marianne with a really touching story about her family and having one family member separated from the family and looking ahead eight uh no like 10 12 months ahead and knowing that we're going to be watching this together maybe not physically together but we will be watching and cheering on me together in that moment and and she gets really emotional over that as as you would and as you should um but very emotional over that and wanting to turn the the sadness um into a push to try and win that win that challenge so um that was a really good cool moment and then jonathan is stoked to do the challenge and they put the lion's roar in yeah, the that was cheesy. That was... that was really cheesy. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take all of it. Yeah. I love it. Let me just say, I really love Jeff's question there. Picture that like the, fu- this guys, this is the final four challenge. What do you, what do you draw on here to, to win this challenge? Knowing you're this close. What do you, what do you draw on? And to ask that question there and to show us what the, the answer, I loved it, man. I love that stuff. I'm taking notes. I, yeah. I, who did I, I turned to someone at the watch party and be like, I'm going to use that in Survivor at home. That I just love the really setting. Good. I noticed that, like, just just the, like, they oh, the got background. that crystal ocean in the background. Like, that's the kind of stuff. I would, I would be Rox Roy all through the show, right? I'd just be like, yeah. give me a second, Jeff. I am taking this. <laughs> this is so good. Oh, man. Get the, get the cameras out. Get pictures for Instagram. This is yeah, awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great moment, though. And, and, you know, Marianne sharing that. I think that ultimately, I think it was actually a distraction for her. She went so deep into that. And then it was like, get into game mode. I don't think she... I don't, I don't think she succeeded in turning the sadness into the will to win, but that's okay. Um, the challenge starts one ball and this one is, it's an interesting, it's a strategy challenge for sure. It's a strategy challenge um, because the spacing of the, of those, those balls trying to figure that out. But Mike, Mike Hoboken Smith is what I'm going to call him. Uh, does his best second, second reference. Like he's Drops- your child. Yeah, my gosh, he drops the ball with one. He just, I, I, 
we were we were talking about this at the watch party. You got to have your hand against it to catch it. He did, and he still just dropped it. And Jeff, that's, that's oh, one in a million. Oh yeah, Jeff's like you <laughs> idiot. Like what? Like this, we were in the warm up phase. Like what happened? Like I think he so, was pissed. He I was. think Jeff was pissed. Well, he knows He's like, from... this was a good final four, and you just coughed He's it up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He does his. Mike does his best. Mike Smith impression and drops yeah. that ball. It was that that was awful. And then Marianne with only, I think, two balls live, maybe three, puts two way too close together. And, oh, she dropped out with two. So she put the two of them way too mm-hmm. close together. And she drops out very early in the challenge as well. So then it becomes final four immunity challenges, Jonathan versus the versus Romeo. This is David to, versus Goliath. Baby. This is literal David versus Goliath at this point. And then placing the fourth ball jonathan just loses attention goes to the wrong side and he drops as well we can talk about mental exhaustion this is like this challenge has been played a lot and i like this challenge i think it's a great final four challenge this is one of the worst performances Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty bad and jeff does a great job at you know not showing any bias just i think he's thinking of the production of it and what fans are hoping will happen but he even says on any given day, anybody can win anything. Like almost yeah. throwing shade at Romeo. I don't yeah. think I'm reading too much into it. I think that even he no. was like, oh man, of all the things that happened, this was yeah. that early exit by Mike, who people love. And then this, uh, it's not the greatest outcome. Um, no. And what do you I, say? he's like, there's kids at home that could do this. And you were out at one <laughs> during the challenge. One, just right up. Now I say like, this is one of the worst performances of this challenge romeo did what he needed to do and he won the challenge oh yeah credit to like, him great like you can only beat what's put in front of you and he did his job he did not drop a ball early like two people did he didn't drop one on four because he messed up look he was focused in he did what he needed to do the challenge ended earlier than it probably should have mm. but that's fine he's not he's not worried about that he won immunity and it's another thing for his resume is fake idol and the immunity necklace it reminded um, me of Tyler, the struggling so much like Mike that dropped Tyler with his Jenga blocks that season. Just Survivor at able, home. Survivor oh, at home, sorry. Not yeah. able to just do anything there. We love you, Tyler, but a very poor performance with the Jenga blocks. That, yeah. yeah. He, a couple of poor, poor performances, didn't he have? Yeah, well, early on <laughs> in the game and then against Alex, he came in. He's like, oh, no. They switched up the final four, the, the fire making, and it's Jenga stacking. Thank the good and Lord. Alex, you crushed that. So, would you have? Yep. Would you have won? Would you have beat him if you were in the? Uh, I don't know. My memory is a strength, so I was I was okay with that. If it was going to be a memory challenge, okay. Uh, but when I, you said Jenga, I, yeah, I was like, I, let's go. I almost ruined myself on the memory challenge too, but luckily I was able to win that in in Survivor at Home season yep. two. There you go. Who did you beat out? I beat out Michaela. We were talking about it yesterday, actually, because um, she was at the. Uh, Watch party, yeah, but I beat I beat Michaela out in the final four. Oh, you mean Michaela who had her screaming baby, and you just destroyed her anyway with no compassion. Destroyed is wow, very much an exaggeration. I barely beat her, and she had her screaming baby in the background. I think I remember uh, she said, "Can I have like ten seconds?" And you're like, "No." 
Yeah. Did I did I do that actually? Yeah. She's like, I need to feed my baby, and you're like, you're like no, Jeff, that did, no, Jeff no, 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 responding to Mike happen. about yeah. asking another person <laughs> no. to come to the spaghetti no. challenge. No, no, that did. Okay, no, that didn't happen. No. Okay, good. Now I know we're <laughs> now I know we're lying. Um, Jordan has no. no idea what happened. You could feed any lies you want into that. You, honestly, it was so. It's like two a.m. and we're just. I'm just trying to get to. Didn't you make fun three. of her? You made fun of their baby too. How it looked. Uh, something just. You just got all it. You were all in on the attack for, game. For gorgeous. <laughs> for, for everyone listening, one, I did not know going into that game. I did not know Mikhail, so I had no idea there was even a baby in the household. Two, the eye rolls that I have sent flying across the Zoom call here for the last two minutes at all these preposterous statements that have been made um, are incredible. Well, you guys uh, are the champions. We just got to, you know, we love to hate the winners, right? So I'm, gonna, I'm just speaking for the people here that want to bring you down one thing i love about this podcast and i'm sure the listeners do as well is andrew's complete uh like just coldness in your delivery we don't know if you're happy sad joking serious we don't know as listeners and so you just play this off flawlessly you made a joke a couple episodes ago about how you didn't hit record jordan falls for it every freaking he does he does i love it I love it. it just <laughs> gets me. <laughs> oh man, I know. Even that you the 10 second joke that you were saying Michaela asked for. I'm like 85% confident she did not ask for 10 it's seconds. Great. And it's great. And 75% confident that I did not say no if she did ask for it, but I can't be 100 percent sure now. You've put doubt in my mind. Exactly. But I did win that challenge and I did win that season. So there, that's that. Um, we're gonna move forward. <laughs> Period. Let's Period. move on. Game over. And I should have won Kells as well, but uh, whatever. It's fine. Or at least I should have been the final two, but whatever. It's it's okay. Kind of. Um, so the fire making challenge is next, but first we have the everyone makes their pitch to Romeo to take them with the, with him. Um, and Mike straight up tells him that put my put myself, put Mike in the fire making challenge against Marianne is what he says, which I Originally, you look at, you hear that and go, oh, because Mike is confident he'll beat Marianne. And Jonathan, you know, he might be confident he can beat Jonathan, but Marianne's probably an easier target to beat in fire making. And he wants to get to the final, t- the final three. So that makes the most sense um, for him. But he's pitching that as the most likable people. Only one of them has to go up against Romeo in the final three, which is a fair point. I could see Jonathan not being as likable as those two. Agreed. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It like, it's just, it's not even really a question. Um, but it just, it, the trend always felt like Marianne's going to go with Romeo. They've worked together a lot closer than Mike and Romeo or Jonathan and Romeo. Um, Romeo continues to tell us how he works with young women. So Marianne's right up that alley as well. Um, ah, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. That's good. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. Romeo continually, continually tells us throughout the whole season in this episode, he works with young women in the pageants. Yes. And Marianne's 22, 23 at the time of recording here. So she's right up that alley, which makes, which makes sense as well. There's just a lot of reasons why you, you can try and sell us the storyline that he's not going to pick Marianne, but in the casual conversation they're having about Mike, telling Romeo and Romeo Mike telling Romeo to, to take him and Marianne and Romeo sharing that with Marianne. It just gives that whole, 
he, do you think he, he's going to take Mario? Do you think Romeo actually thought when you have the final four there, he has the necklace. Do you think he's actually thinking any hope, any chance that it, that the votes actually go his way after he final said five? some things in a confession. I mean, you have to believe something of yourself, but I don't know. I, if you have even some kind of self-awareness, you're like, this is not how survivor works. Players yeah. like me do yeah. not get votes after this yeah. kind of game. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if he's not thinking he's a very, very long shot to win, no matter what the combination, I think he's lost. That kind of stuff is interesting to me. It is very well, because what I think what you're getting at is if he, what if he's just jaded? He's like, I will, I know that I'm not winning. So what does it matter who I pick here? Like just that that approach, Mm. you know, which we've never really seen. Who do I, who do I want to win? Like right. it's, that, it's yeah. that kind of thing. So right. I was thinking, yeah, you might hand it I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a huge part of picking who wins this season, or mm-hmm. at least picking who's going to be there to have a chance at winning the season. And, and how do I play my part the best in that? Imagine this be a great place to be. What if he was so self-aware and just didn't care. And maybe he was rich back home too. So it really didn't matter. And it was like, goes to fire making self nominates and loses on purpose. He's like, I'm just going to let you three battle it out. Like, a. Yeah, I, it's not gonna happen oh, now because you always that would be so much worse than just being the goat who gets brought along to the final three. That would be like quitting, just quitting, leaving the quitting, game. but asking to be voted out. Yes, yep. yeah, like Jeremy, brutal, kind of <laughs> brutal. It's, it's like, yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, it's Alex, good, though. no, that. it's good. I just again, I, I think of that position that he's in would be such a cool place to be where he says at the end too, he's like, I played the game as far as I got to play. Like that's, that's where, again, Romeo had a good episode, but I just, I think maybe we saw ourselves in him a little bit more in this episode where you're like, you're a bunch, you're up a bunch again, or you're up against a bunch of giants, hard players, and you still got to play the whole game. Well, you got to give, have some dignity in it, but, and he even said at the end, I think in the post winner reveal of how I didn't even want to come here and, I didn't even need to come and win. I just want to get to the end, but I'll be honest. I don't like that mentality at all. I, I like the idea of like, if you know your situation and you can't do anything to at least die with dignity and not throw in the towel and win a challenge and make an, a fake necklace and do a little bit and push at the end, at least advocate for what you learned. And even his story of like coming out as a gay man, like to some of his family that didn't know and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that healing and mm-hmm. peace where he's at, like, that's all really good. Like that part of his journey. But I'm just saying I don't like the idea of just get to the finale. That's what I've said in the last few episodes. That's yeah. why I gave so much credit to Marianne, who was like one of the first people I've seen in a long time say it in that way. Like, I don't want to just get there to the end. Like, what's the point? I don't obviously it's that tension. I was going to ask this later, but I can ask it now, Alex, because I've asked it to a lot of our guests. You're on the show. It's like, I don't want to go home. I want to be here. I want to watch back with my family and friends. And they see me each week. But you know if I keep on this trajectory and I'm talking about a player like Romeo that knows, like should know he's not going to get a vote at the end. Marianne said, I, I got to be perceived as a big enough threat to be able to have votes for me at the finale. So that means I have to do some big things, which might mean I go home, which might mean my friends and family don't get to watch with me through the last few episodes, but maybe I'd rather do that. And just that ability to make that kind of decision to risk it all. Cause that's huge. That must be significant. Um, yep. but to say, cause I actually want to win, uh, that, that to me would be a great point of tension. And I think a lot of people just in the tiredness and the fatigue of just like, Hey, well, I don't want to go home either. So I guess I'll just coast. 
I don't like it. I don't like that Romeo did that. I wish he had it done more earlier on. You have to be willing to make the big move and risk it. And that might cause you to lose the game, but it's the reason why you have the chance to win. He really was in a tough spot where he didn't have the power or the strength or any idols or anything like that to make any moves. Nobody was listening to him. He just, he, and he maybe because he wasn't trying, I don't know, but um, I think there's the idea of like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there to win. Ultimately. I just like, for me, it's, I just want to play again. I just want to play the whole game. So that's where I think the get me at least to the final three. Let me plead my case. And then I've played every challenge. You're assuming you've played the whole game in a way that people will give you a vote at the end. But if you no, that's what I'm saying. If if even if I got to the end and I don't get any votes, at least I played the whole game. That's the experience for me. Now, I don't I wouldn't expect for me. I wouldn't expect to be at the end and not have a chance to get the votes. And if I don't think that's arrogance i think that's a confidence in in a gameplay that if i got that far it's because i earned it sure but you're gonna play like your your personality and your style of of gameplay in a survivor situation is aggressive and playing from not playing from the top but playing from a position of of strength and and trying to gain power versus romeo never right went after that i guess my 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 point, and I see what Andrew, I see what Andrew's saying. I, I heard what you heard as well from Romeo on just, I just wanted to get to the end. I just wanted to be there. And that's, that's not a mentality I appreciate in that I compared it to, to like in basketball. I think it was Kobe Bryant used to talk about it. He'll, he's ready to take the last shot and he might miss it, but his, his comfort level with missing is why he'll so often make it right. And there's other guys on a team who will be, scared to make scared to take even take that shot and have the ball in their hands but because he's got the guts and the the want to do it and the understanding that ah, i might miss right yeah. we're we're in toronto raptors fans Kawhi leonard got the ball and was mm. ready to go and if he misses that maybe they lose that game maybe they're done in in round two and the glorious championship that was never happens but he was willing to take on the burden of that could be the situation. And then guess what? It wasn't, he hits the shot. He, well, you put they, the reps they, in, right. And that's yeah. where you want to play survivor at home games with us and online reality so, games with Cal and other for ones. real, because it's you so get good. glimpses of, you do, you get glimpses yes. of like, what would it be like to be in a friggin' scary situation where I don't want to go home after two nights or a month long in mm-hmm. Cal's game and like get a taste of it. And yeah, it's not the exact same, but you get it on the Island that, if you play one day on the real show, one of you guys, that might help you. Absolutely true. I completely believe this is the thing. As a Survivor fan, I, I apply for the real show, and you, Andrew, you have as well. Like, it's I feel so much more prepared for even understanding my own gameplay. But as I say, I'm learning so much more about how other people play the game and perceive mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and how much more prepared I would be to go on the Island now, because I've played three seasons of survivor at home, eight months of Kel survivor. However long that was, you go through this, you <laughs> see it's still going yeah. here. Let's <laughs> here. Let's debrief that for a second. What's something you learned that you would change and be honest about me, about how you, how you play the game. Jordan, you want Is me to say something? that I would play my idol. 
that I would no, play no, no, one no, of my I pocket don't. full of no, titles. No, I don't. Because my um, answer would be like, I need to not be attached to someone who could very well, like the line that Jeff had, where if you align with someone, it's because you think they can beat you. Mm. And if they align with you, it's because they think they can beat you. Um, was like so true to me in that I was, Marianne actually says this in Final Tribal where she's talking about Lindsay and saying, I felt um, mm. rejection or I felt like loss of friendship. And my nervousness around that could have very well affected my game in not wanting to make moves on multiple people in that game. And eventually mm -hmm. that was my downfall. And there was someone that we should have absolutely made a move against that I was hesitant to early. And because of that, it cost me. So my like understanding from that is survivor is a selfish game. You got to make the move that's right for you. And I didn't, I didn't, Personally, I didn't do that, and I have to reap the suckiness of that. <laughs> it's like Drea with her voice of her husband saying, yeah. "Like, what would you? You know, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't take them. That ability to step yeah. outside and not. Why didn't? What I think she said, like, why yeah. didn't you vote him out? You should that's have voted right. him out. Yeah, I think, and I think that's probably it. As I, I feel like I'm playing the game. I play the game too fast in my head, and I don't often step back and see, I still don't, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I still don't see that strategy maybe as much as, Oh, if I play this now, then that's a good thing to do or, or whatever that to, to see the next vote ahead mm. is a difficult thing for me. And I'm not sure that that's something that I would change. I know that's what would have to, it would have to happen. I can tell the story of what happened. It's hard for me to see ahead mm. and see what may happen. And that I think uh, can become a detriment. If you don't have a pocket full of idols, then that that's where I saw it was like, how do I get ahead to this point? Because then I can just sweep with my idols and get through or beat challenges, whatever that is. I wouldn't do that on the real show. But, and so that ability to see ahead, I think some people are far stronger at that than others. And everybody goes back and says, no, that was always a plan. Oh yeah, I saw ahead and saw that that was going to be a plan. The way that Marianne talked about her game in this you think, holy crap, she saw that. Did she and that's the kind of stuff that I'm not sure that I... I in, the, in the moment, in the moment she saw that. She didn't see it 17 steps ahead, but in the moment she she saw it for sure. Did so, she though? I don't know. I, I told you, I want to circle vote? back to... That one, yes, but I want to circle... Let's, we'll, we'll get okay, there. Okay, let's circle back to yeah. that first. So the um, tribal, tribal happens. Romeo takes Marianne with him. They're going final three. Someone's going to join them. Mike and Jonathan... It very much feels like Mike and Jonathan in this moment are like Tony and Sarah in Winners at War. Yes. They've played together for so long. They're good friends. Obviously, Tony and Sarah have more history than just this, but but still, um, they it's uh, the 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 feeling of there's no one I'd rather play than no one I'd rather hmm. lose to or beat in this moment. That's that's who they want to beat. Um on the reverse of one of the worst challenges of the season for everyone, like bad performances, this fire making challenge is unreal. These guys are like, they both are quick. It's a close challenge. They both build really good fires. At one point I was very judgy on Mike cause he kept throwing coconut husk and not other twigs and sticks and, and kindling and whatnot on the fire. And then he did, and then it grew and it was an inferno Mike's Inferno that was blowing sideways. And I joked, I was sitting beside Bryson who we've had on the podcast. And I said to him, what if Mike's flame knocks out Jonathan's string? Because <laughs> <And Bryson, laughs> the wind was blowing started. Bryson looks at me and goes, 
I don't think that's going to happen. And then Mike's uh, team was going to burn down the stand that was it holding the flag. Right? That yeah. What's the rule on fire? That was um, not Heather versus Deshaun. We'll say that. That was. It was not. No. That was, good. <laughs> no. that was a really good. It was quick. It was what fire make like two really good fires that both burned for a long time afterwards. And Mike's grew and grew and grew, and he he took it on and uh, and won it, knocking out Jonathan. And final three. For end of, end of Goliath. End of Goliath. He did not get voted out. One of the better, one of mm. the better, one of the best, like physical beast seasons in terms of making it far. Those guys don't make it that far very often mm-hmm. at all. Um, the guy who who wins the yeah. specifically guys, sometimes women too, but specifically guys get this get this role of um the physical beast, the cha- the provider, the the challenge threat. Um, and they had multiple opportunities to vote him out and they, they just, they didn't, he found a way to make other people bigger threats than himself. Even when it looked pretty likely that it would be him, he found a way to get through that. So it's one of the better, I think he did a, he had a really good season. He has flaws and we've talked about them. We've touched on them. Um, and, uh, he's had his moments good and bad, but Jonathan played a great season and he over, Remember, remember at the beginning of the season where he talked about everyone just assumes the big guy comes in, he doesn't have his strategy, he just does his thing, wins challenges, and that's it. And he's like, I want to be more than that. I want to have these relationships. I want to show a bit of strategy. And he did that. He also showed his flaws in it too. And and Lindsay will tell you about that in her confessionals. But um, he 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 did a good job of kind of breaking down the the barriers or breaking down the expect the false expectations on him so i'm trying to figure out what again what his story is right i love the journeys of all the players and to think i I just don't know how he how he changed through the show i I didn't see that i don't know i i he was still the big guy if anything he he wasn't what we expected we thought he was going to sweep the the individual challenges and he simply didn't so uh i don't know that i saw you know, if anything, he got, he got weaker. And I don't think that I saw a strength developing in like his mental emotional game that would have kind of made up for that. See, he's not all muscle. He's also got this great strat. We didn't see that come out. So I don't, I don't know. That's where I think that, yeah, he wouldn't have got votes and, and he wasn't actually mm-hmm. in the end a really kind of. Well, Marianne said big. before the fire making challenge that, it would be best if the two of them went and Jonathan beat Mike, because that would be her best chance of winning. Yeah. So that even is a tell of what the perception of Jonathan is again, in terms of his social game. And I know Stu was on a few weeks ago going to bat for Jonathan. And I don't disagree that he, he really could have, if he, especially if he was able to communicate some of the things he was doing, but yeah, I think socially he was not, very liked by at least or at least they didn't appreciate some of his perspectives or social strategy or whatever it is and that he yeah maybe he wouldn't have won it's i mean we don't know i'd be curious to ask the jury who were there i don't think if jonathan had made it would anyone have voted for him yeah i don't think he's got any of the the women's votes and at least wouldn't get high wouldn't get omar um maybe roxroy right i don't think so but maybe not because roxroy like very principled, he voted for who he thought played the best game too, right? So yeah, yeah. 
that so, and that's what I mean. That's that's what you look at. So interesting. You at this, okay. you see the, the people who change. I think this is it. This is what it's coming down to. And that's an, that's an Erica's journey as well. Is it's the that that's that's what Survivor is all about. It's the change. It's the story. It's all of it. And I think that's really where we get to at the end is who can articulate their journey the best. And if you can do that, you win the last challenge. It's yours. Yeah, but it has to be coupled with. The perceptions of people and i because i'm agreeing i'm saying yes and yeah like yeah it has to be you have to have a resume too well it has to be true it has to be true yes um so again because yeah. of a romeo even if romeo was the best yeah. communicator the alex mm-hmm. streets of the world you know he still wouldn't have won because people the perceptions of him being paranoid right. and quiet it just you cannot overcome that and that's not production that's what they're really seeing so but yes i also agree the story you tell is significant at the end. I love this show. Yeah, I would love. I, would, <laughs> so I mean, good. I I produce. I put these on. I run the events. I constantly think of how amazing that would be to get to the end. And I'm. I think I would do okay. I think I would be able to share some of my journey in that. Maybe not as polished as some people, but that just is a thought that I have a lot. Like, wow, how what would that feeling be like to get to the final three? To have a chance to just tell your story to, and, and even to respond, I think I would do really well in the responses to questions. Cause I'm ever, I'm, that's how I work. It's like a contextualized mm-hmm. responsive, like not so much a proactive, like big speech, but just if somewhere to throw a question out and have the chance to say, Hey, like, thanks for sharing that. And I see where you're coming from. And actually, let me just tell you, like, this is actually what I was thinking and how, you know, it would just yeah. be a, an amazing opportunity to be in that final three seat and to tell, to have a chance to, to share and tell your story. Well, we both liked it. Right, Jordan? I think that's it. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. I think that's it. And that's again, to, to play the whole game and get the opportunity. I, I often talk about this. This is the last challenge and yes. it's the three yes. people yeah. and you think the immunity challenges are over, but this is the one and somebody's going to win this challenge. And uh, Marianne, I mean, I, again, jumping ahead, but that's, mm-hmm. I just think she, she just won it. She mm-hmm. stepped up, you know, she yep. didn't drop the ball, whatever yep. it is. She, fi- she finished the puzzle first, put whatever analogy you want, but my goodness, did she ever take the, this? Oh, we're about to get to that. So the power now, once Jonathan leaves, the power shifts to the jury. Chanel, Roxroy, Tori, Hi, Drea, Omar, Lindsay, and the recently eliminated Jonathan have the power in the game still wearing a ripped shirt by the way i know when he comes back he's still wearing a ripped shirt but first um they go back to camp and then they do the new jury feature i think this got overwhelming applause from the audience doing this jury feature where that person got a raise for sure Whoever whoever came up with that idea how did you know i feel like it's like the uh what's the analogy with um like, why didn't we do this earlier? Why, if someone was coming up with these ideas, why was this not an idea earlier? Right. It's like when, like, when a sports team drafts a superstar, an NHL team drafts a super, I'm going to make sports references forever, drafts a superstar in the seventh round. Everyone goes, oh, look at the find. Why did we wait seven picks to, to take this person when they were going to be a superstar for us? Why didn't we, how did we not know that they were better than this a long time ago? But anyways, um yes great job by them to great job by survivor to add that because this feature is really cool Mm -hmm. they highlight all three players with their own 
thought about how they've played their game and then a couple of jury members as well. So the first up is Mike. Yeah. Um, hi, or actually, I didn't get what Mike's uh, Mike thought about his own game, but hi, he wants Mike to own his game because we're learning here and we've seen, we've talked about this storyline, but we're learning here. The jury storyline of Mike is you're preaching loyalty, preaching loyalty. And then you didn't, we don't think you actually followed that late in the game. He set up his storyline really early and then he went against his storyline late. Um, Jonathan talks about Mike hitting the hearts of players. He did a great job of that. Mm -hmm. Like relating to everyone. We saw the really special scene about him talking with Omar about right. like what he's doing in his prayer time um, and uh, just relating to everyone and being fun, like the dad figure um, in some of the best ways possible. He hit the heartstrings with players for sure. Um, and then Omar asking, did you intentionally play like a loyal guy who stabbed everyone in the back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just straight up. Like, did yeah, he said that, you need to you own gonna... being a snake, right? Yeah. You need own to own it. being a snake. Own it. That's what you did. That's how it looks. That's what happened out there. And that's fine if you own it, but like, let us know that. Um, Romeo calls himself the ultimate underdog, which right. no complaints. Rocks Roy. <laughs> <laughs> the, slap in the, the slap in the face i was like rocks roy uh, this got a weird reaction from our survivor at home watch party but his strength was that he was weak he got forgotten about and he ended up making it here yeah um which is i could see how you're trying to use that as a compliment but man it doesn't come off as i know i watched it a second time back and then a third time i was like i don't think this is a positive statement <laughs> yeah chanel chanel does have a good line though where she says from from romeo's perspective think of me you can think of me as a goat all you want i'm going to tell you why i'm not mm, right can he do can he do that is he going to be able to do that yeah but again no no they're and just asking, no, being asked no. to say something about him <laughs> and omar is it more impressive to be an elephant instead of a cockroach or That's why right. is it more impressive to be an elephant instead of a cockroach because you're visible um <laughs> marianne uh she needs to open up about her game Right. It it feels actually Lindsay has a great question where she basically says, I was with you the whole time. What did you do? I think that was Drea. Yeah, yeah. Drea. I was sleeping Drea next to you. And I don't know what you were doing. I don't know what you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they both had the same sentiment in that. Um, hi, were you more than just a pawn? How is how are you more than just a pawn? Mm-hmm. Um, Tori, how are you more than just the silly young girl? And she actually basically asked that question, and yeah. Marianne has a great answer for it later on. Um, and then Drea with the, I really want Marianne to sway my vote. I'm not just going to vote for her because I, she's got to sway my vote into, uh, um, I can't just give someone money because I like them. They got to earn. I it. really like Drea. She's like, I'd love to give a woman uh, some money, but I can't because yes, I'm competitive. I just, yeah. Drea, like I will speak to the ends. I want Drea to return or be a returning player. I, I think she was phenomenal in this season. Mm-hmm. I, I really do um amongst that group and then romeo the last line before they go is romeo says about himself deep inside this little man there is a monster and i just kind of went can you say that with, can everyone say that with a straight face please please <laughs> that's good and <laughs> they really played up his uh his pageant coaching and him just all the i want to wear the sash i'm going to wear the crown i'm going to do the thing it's all okay great go for it whatever but um we just wanted to see the other two 
So. That's right. Andrea says, I want them to fight. I want them to fight it out yeah. here. Let's see. It, it was enter. at this point in the episode where I was like, I don't know how many more times I can hear Romeo talk <laughs> about his work in pageants with young women. It's kind of like last season. I know we only got an episode and a half of this, but um, Voce from last season, every every conversation he was in was talking about how he was some sort of surgeon. And oh, it, yeah, yeah, it yes. really but rubbed people the wrong way. And we got a full three-hour episode of Romeo and his pageants and young women. I, li- I, don't, I like it. Like, why, why do you criticize that? Though? That's his no, it's just like it was, consi- it was all just every, every time he was talking about something it was and i i get this strength from the work that i do with young women and like marianne's not saying i get this strength from the seminary that i'm studying and and mike doesn't say i get this strength from all the the teams that i've worked on with um in firefighting or he doesn't just exclusively say it's his family and marianne doesn't just exclusively say it's her family but he just consistently dives back into that well and that's so and all that he again to the to the point to the the point of survivor is telling the best story and so here we go what do we get with romeo is that's that's what they're drawing to at the end is mm-hmm. his big thing is i have changed i am free and i'm going yeah. back and empowering all the women that i work with that they can do anything as well mm-hmm. so that's the cap on his story that we yes. just got sentence after sentence confessional after confessional yeah. leading up to his actual big moment yep. the other two we didn't need that so much. We knew who Mike was, what he's about. We got his best Mike moment at the end of just saying, this was all good, baby. Like, it's all yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> and all Marianne crazy. taking the crown. So um, I think that's that's where that comes in. And again, it's very strategic uh, production stuff to draw us in and, and leave us feeling good about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with it. Um, yep. Just to say this, this and they bit, mentioned it there. Moment. One Taku, one Vati, one Brilliant. Nika. Oh. heading into the final three producers must be just like jumping cool. for joy when that happens that's amazing it is it is and we enter what jeff describes as one of the best travel final travels we ever have seen nice. just the questions the way they challenge them but we're gracious in it and we're going to dive right in now as we break this down leading up to the winner reveal but a uh, lot to break down. I, I thought with Omar, uh, he started off just to congratulate them, obviously, to speak. He's like, this is the first time we get to say something to you guys in a while. So wanted to say that. And then he goes talking about Darwin's theory and how there's different paths forward in terms of that successful story. And he, and he asked them to tell, what's your survivor? Survivor, uh, survivor, fittest. Why can't I say it? Someone help me here. Survival of the fittest in Survivor. It's like a tongue it. twister. There we go um that's a pretty big deal the question and then tori also just quickly jumps in with the idea of perceptions and i really actually liked someone at the watch price that they didn't like this question or it's kind of a trap but i like the question of i i, I said it you? was a it was i di- i didn't say i didn't like it i thought this question was great but it could trap mike oh, okay yeah i right. thought it was a great question but it was still a bit of a leading mike to Sure. Is he going to come up to the conclusion that this. the jury has on his own, or are they going to have to tell him? Right. So well, I, I thought, thought the question was great, but it was a bit of a, a trap or l- trying to get him to lead himself to where the jury wants him to yeah. go and see if he would actually do it or not. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Well said. So the, the idea of perception is significant because it gives us an insight as the audience. What is the jury actually seeing? Cause again, that was some of the feedback after last season with, 
um, with Erica and Xander, the perceptions that we got from what they showed us weren't the actual perceptions of the players in the game. And that's why yeah. there was a bit of confusion at the end. No, obviously discredit to Erica. We love her, but just that's the way the story was told. And it wasn't, people were like, wait, Xander didn't get one vote. So anyway, this was really helpful to get. And Heather didn't get a vote either. Weird. Very strange. Uh, the idea of perception. So Tori says, Mike, it appears, yeah, you, you do not want to be deceiving people. You want to be a man of honor. That seems to be important to you. Uh, talks about Marianne. The perception is that you are bubbly and young and talkative and take the game less seriously. And Romeo, that you're quiet and you have bouts of paranoia. And then give them a chance kind of to respond. Mike responds with the only time I went against, which he's told us before, the only time he goes against his word was again, was on Roxroy and that vote out. And, um, and you can just feel that yeah. that's not what we wanted to hear. That's not what the jury swing wanted to mess. hear at all. Sw yep. Swing and a miss. Marianne starting off her final tribal council brilliantly. I agree with everything except for the not taking the game seriously. Here's what happened to the people who were under 25 that took the game seriously. Zach got voted out like, right away. Lydia got voted out right away. Swathi got voted out right away. Tori, you got targeted for a while before you finally got voted out. She, she's like, I couldn't do that. I th That was who's getting voted out right now or the younger people who are taking the game seriously. That's the, whatever the perception of, of that is, is the reason why people are getting voted out. I can't do that. So she made it look like she was taking it a little less seriously to yeah. be able to survive and move forward and put herself in a good position. So great answer to. Yes. To, can uh, I, can I stop this here for a sec? Cause I gotta be honest this, and this is going to kind of encompass the whole rest of this episode, but I am still processing Marion's win. I am very excited for her. I think she deserved, you heard me last week say, I think she's going to get votes in the finale. I think after last week, she's going to get more votes. But I said, I don't think she's going to win. So I just, there's a few things I want you guys to help me break down and understand. And I know the majority of people listening, including my own wife, were like crying tears of joy saying this mm -hmm. is the most happy they've ever been seeing someone win. To be honest, that wasn't my feeling. Not because I didn't want her to win, I, but I just didn't have that same reaction. And I need your help to unpack it. So th there's going to be a few questions as we go through that are going to come out related to this. And this is the first part. So you, Jordan, you're right. The hurt. The first part of that answer was excellent, that the young people get voted out because they play strategic. Agree with that 100%. But then she says, so I pretended to not have a strategy early on. I heard that and I was like, I don't buy that at all. Prove me wrong. Am I wrong in that? Did she, did she consciously think, okay, I got to lay low here? I didn't get that sense. I, th I, I felt she was just a bit bubbly and kind of oblivious to things early on. I mean, from what we saw of the Taku four, she had Jonathan who wanted to prove whether he did it or not. He wanted to prove wrong that he's not just a physical guy, but he's got strategy. Lindsay, your favorite, who's physical, got strategy. And Omar, who is back channeling everything in his social and strategic game. And she's just kind of clenched in with that group. Now, she also talks about later in the episode, in that moment, she didn't realize that her game was putting her at the bottom of that four. Yeah. So there's a and little admitting bit of that. like... And, ad right. and admitting You can't play that. both of those. You can't play, I didn't have a yeah. game. Oh, yeah. No, no. She can say, yeah, no, I intentionally 
tried to lay low and whatever and didn't have strategy. I would let the game come to me without knowing that that kind that of that put was her at the bottom me. of the four that was actually hurting her. So she can, she can say that and that could very well, I mean, she can only tell us what she tells us. Right. And she wants to lie or be untruthful or have a different perception. I mean, Mike's not when he's, I'll flip it back on Mike. When he's talking about um, in a couple of moments, we might get to it. He's talking about how the only, the only time he goes back on his word was Roxroy and anyone else that he had to lie to was because they first deceived him or they first played against him. And that's why he did it. That's his perception of what's happening. Might not be reality. It might not be what's happening out there, but that's what yeah. he sees is happening. That's how he's justified it. And so she can also, in her way, maybe justify her game. The difference between the two of them is, and I could, I got a lot to say, and we, whether that happens now, whereas we go a bit more through her experience here, I could talk about how she won this on her speaking and storytelling alone. Mm -hmm. But the difference between just those two is the jury had, because Mike played a, a clearer game, the jury had a perception that he needed to break down or affirm, but he didn't know how to affirm it. So he needed to ultimately kind of break down something and then build something else up. Marianne had nothing, no perception of her. So she got to fill in the story completely. And she did that and had nobody else to corroborate or go against a story like this early on. You thought this, whatever. Whereas Mike, everything that he says, somebody's got something to say against it. Mm. Marianne got to fill in the story and therefore painted whether it was a better story than Mike's, a better game played, it it painted a story that was clear enough that uh, gave her, I think, again, the title here. But I think even on a question like this, where she's filling in something that people are like, did she really? I don't know. Who's to say? Mm. Who's to say? Okay. So That's good. Yeah. Check that's where out. I see it I'll, in that. Yeah. No, that's good. Let's yeah. check that off. Okay. This is like a, we're going to, this is like a court case. We're going to work, work through this. Um, through this end of this episode, you're going to help me understand why she was in fact deserving of the winner. Cause I do know for real, there are people listening who were writing to me saying, I just don't quite know. It didn't quite sit well. I did not, not see it at the beginning of the season. It, no, not at all, which I'm fine with that. Same but with again, I, I just, I want to break it down. So thank you. Good. One check to Marianne in the positive Good. category. <laughs> there we go. Um, Romeo and high have their back and forth. Um, where high is like, Oh, you want to be friends with everyone, but then you're gaslighting me. And they get to the, they finally high helps them get there, but they get to the conclusion that Romeo was threatened by how close high was getting to, I think it was Drea because they were supposed to be good allies, but he was getting close to someone else. And so that made him, you know, want to be a part of getting high out uh, or at least doing the the gaslighting and throwing a vote on the hinky votes as high referred to them as mm -hmm. throwing a vote on on high instead to kind of get him all riled up and he just admits he was threatened by the relationship that high and Dre had had. And that that's a good, that's a good moment for him in this tribal council. Omar says to Mike, did you not lie to Drea? And this is where everyone watching goes, okay, here we go. Like hands on the cards on the table. This is what we've been looking for. We've been waiting for this moment where we're going to confront Mike about the, I give you my word. Here's my handshake. Oh, I voted you out. And oh, I didn't break my word with anyone except for Roxroy uh, at all. Um, and Mike re response 
Mike convinced himself that he only broke his word to Roxroy. Uh, once he, be- once Mike believed that you had lied to him or you deceived him, everything, everything is, anything could happen now. He can vote you out and he doesn't feel bad about it, no matter kind of what he says. And that's where I kind of realized, oh, that's how he justified mm-hmm. it. Right or wrong, not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right, but he justified being able to break his word because you've already done that to him first. Even if you actually, one, you actually hadn't, you hadn't believed you did, or you did and didn't want him to know about it. But that's how he justified it. When Omar was lying to him, Dre actually, uh, Lindsay brought it up or Drea brought it up. Omar was lying to Mike yeah. about high, which got him to vote out high and justify it by saying, no, high was back channeling against me. Meanwhile, it was actually just Omar's lies, but Mike didn't catch on to it was Omar's line until later. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked asked him and he didn't get the answer. It was kind of in a in a you know kerfuffle of a number of voices where he was like, "Did you you didn't know that Omar was lying to you? Did you?" Yeah. And it kind of got missed. But I was like, "That's the question we need to." That like, was that was the he question. Wasn't yes, aware. I agree with you. I, I had this. I had a very similar feeling in that moment of, "Oh, did we? Did, are yeah. we just going to skip past that? Can we yeah. get an answer to that, please? Can we hold yeah. you to an answer?" Um, Lindsay says to Mike, anyone aligned with you was, so anyone aligned with you is not allowed to talk to others. That's what it felt like. And now they're going on the controlling side of it. And, uh, and he mentions how that was strategy. He's kind of fumbling through, not answering well. And then Drea comes in with like, look, we can go hard at you because we can pick apart your game as much as we want to. Mike's social game is on point. It was so good. And for him to be oftentimes twice as old as everyone out there and relating to them, being friends with them, being a catalyst of this um, environment that they created. Yeah. Inclusivity and the inclusivity and um, camaraderie. That's the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was very much a leader in that sense in um, joking around with him throwing two votes on Drea. And then just laughing about that right after she got majorly blindsided. Yeah. Right. Well, he gets he, 10 or Drea, ten on that. Drea Her throwing Drea, two votes Drea, on him. You, two you put two on me. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then they it, hug it out. Like, what is that? Right. Exactly. Right. Like that doesn't. Yeah. yeah. That's not normal in recent seasons of Survivor, but they normalized mm-hmm. it in this season, and the camaraderie was so so good. And and he's not the only one who did that, right. but he was a catalyst for it for sure, yes, and okay. his contribution was major in it. So a um, key point here, though, Jordan, to, before we move forward, so that's like one leg of a stool, right? That camaraderie, just building that feeling in camp. And, and I think even some of his social game in terms of just working with Jonathan and others and playing hard and challenges is another. But the third leg, I think, that is clearly missing here is his ability to understand like what it was he was doing. And something really significant happened. I don't know if you picked up on it. Uh, high was asking like okay mike but like was this strategy like did you were confused like if because if you come in and just say look look guys i just i kind of played you i said it's what i think tony did that like i swear i went on whatever but like secretly he's like i'm just doing that to get ahead i think mike just genuinely believed and you could see him processing like wait i'm hearing you say that i'm not really a man of honor you could tell it was like yeah if he had had like a week to sit on that i think he could have done way better but he didn't and in the moment it just came across as almost confusing where he's like i i i I don't he didn't get the heart of what people were asking that's what i'm trying to say and it's interesting jonathan goes to bat for him because they're close did you catch what jonathan said he said um he's like mike 
people want to see you own this part of your game. You know, like you don't have as much honor and dignity as you say you do. You And Jonathan basically should have just come out and said, look, like you're about to lose a lot of votes here. You need to do this. But he didn't outright say that. But that's for sure the tone Jonathan had. It's like, Mike, like, what are you doing here? Like you're, you're throwing this away by not being able to be self-aware and admit that I, I tried to play honorable, but within the honorable game, yes, I had to like backstab you guys in line. I said that a few times to some people, but really I just did that to get you out. If he had done that, like he would have been so much better off, but he just couldn't land it. This is, I felt like it was such a strong cast because it didn't feel like even the question, even these kind of questions, I think this is what, what Probst was picking up on as well. Even questions like this that felt like mike you said something to me and then you turned around and voted me out you lied to me you said your word and then you threw that in the mud right they didn't feel i don't want to say emotionally charged that that the word emotions has been used this season as such a a negative thing but there it didn't feel like a what's that bitter yeah it didn't feel angry it It didn't feel slighted there we go they just wanted to know, like, this is what was happening. Right. And if you don't want to admit it, then we're not going to respect that. Yeah. But if you want to admit it or see it or did it on purpose, like, good job mm-hmm. is what they, they wanted to say. Good job for playing that way. If that is what your goal, if that is what your intention. Like, was. high left, what, celebrating a blind side. Drea left yeah. hugging the guy. Like, that's mm-hmm. the sort of stuff. Play that up. And that's what they were looking for. And it was so close. Yeah. And you you get it. In the moment, you're in the challenge. And you are lost in what you wanted yeah. to say. And then what it seems like they want to hear. But yeah. if he said that, hi, I did. I lied to you. I voted for you. And I had you celebrating on your way out. That's yeah. the kind of game I played. That's very well said. The challenge oh, piece is wow. helpful for me to remember because like Lindsay, who is that close to winning safety and didn't get it, he yeah. you're right. He just didn't win this challenge because that's that's kind of what the heart of what I'm saying with the Marianne thing too. I, I didn't feel it was just like, it, it felt mm-hmm. as much Mike losing as her winning. And so I was kind of processing that because I really liked Mike and I really liked Marianne. So that something, that's kind of the heart of my questioning, which leads me to another point for the... Uh, for the courtroom here. So I was just going to say, sorry, on that point, that, that line that Alex just said, blew my, blew my actual mind. If Mike had (laughs) just gone to high Drea and Omar and said, I blindsided you. I told you I wasn't going to do that. I did it. And you high fived, hugged and celebrated on your way out. (laughs) And that was my game. Yeah. And that's how this went. That's it. There you go. I votes. think he I think he gets the votes. votes. That's yeah, sure. Absolutely. But that's it. But then you gotta go, you just gotta respect the fact that you're in the moment. It is fast. It's you know, it's like baseball. It's a really slow moving thing, but at the same time, when the pitch comes, you have a split second to decide what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the question coming at you. And I don't I don't know what's coming. You got a lot of curveballs, I think, from what he expected. For sure. So Mary okay, Andrew, yes, yeah, let, Mary give me Andrew. this one here. So she is then claiming for the next question about. Uh, responding to Omar about being sloppy early on. And she then makes a claim about the vote to get Omar out. And Jonathan interjects and says, wait a sec, that's not true. You're doing some revisionist history there. This is another one where I'm like, did she, was she trying to take more credit than she deserved for this move? Here's the, here's the thing with this move, because this one, this one got me actually upset. Yes, it was Jonathan and Mike's idea first, but then they didn't even want to do it. Yep. In the moment. And she did it and executed it, told them she would do it. 
They said, no, she still did it, got it done. So yes, it was their idea first, mm-hmm. but she did it. She played the two votes. She got Romeo in to do it. They went and did their own plan right. that, that was different than the one that they're claiming they started, which they did start, but didn't even try to execute. Right. So that one actually makes me like, I don't know, that gets me, I, get, I got a little heated here. I got a little excited for this one because she did it. So yeah, I Jonathan felt like it ended on a, a bit of a jo- deflated balloon kind of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jonathan can get on his high horse that, oh, Mike and I came up with this idea, which you did. Cool. You didn't vote for Omar. Right. Was that when you, they were sitting around at, on the log or near the campfire and she asked yeah. them and they said, no, we want to do the safe vote and get, I think, Romeo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she and was she's like, like no. fine, then I'll grab Romeo. I've got okay. three votes and I'm going to do it. And right. she did it. Okay. So that's great. Mike even said, no, you're playing with my game right now by doing this. We got to go with the safe thing. And he co- that was the Survivor 18.0 comment. She's like, I'm just going to go for it. Okay. That's so, great. I, yeah. I remember that, that now and that you're exactly right. She totally took ownership of that. So that's another yeah. check in the Marianne box. Yeah. Good stuff. Next question, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was... Uh, and and Lindsay, oh that was oh, sorry, that was Lindsay's question. So yeah, the physical uh, they, component was next. Even did a physical component, um, and they get asked about what were your physical contributions. I I really loved Marianne. I mean, this is gonna be a common theme here with every with everyone on Marianne. But um, her answer here about the weaving the uh, palm forms, palm fronds, palm fronds. fronds. Gotcha. Uh, oh, that's what I wrote down, and then I pronounced it wrong. Whoops. Um, uh, for Omar's prayer mat and a couple other, that's just one example. That's a couple other things that she did. And then the mm-hmm. scaling fish was a really cool explanation where she's talking about like, this is a life history and family history of mine. I can't catch a fish, but I can prepare it. Yeah. And that was, that's a strength of mine. And when you have a provider like Jonathan, who's going out there fishing, bring back all the fish, I'll prepare it. That's my, that's my role here. That's what I know how to do. That's my expertise. And I just thought that was a really good, um, answer to that question where she's maximizing her abilities in in the physical side of the game yeah yeah for sure i thought that was really cool and then mike too with the, the cutting of the bamboo getting the wood d- didn't stop right built the merge <laughs> shelter um yeah and yeah and hi touched... even appreciates that he says mike we wouldn't have had a merge shelter without you yeah and then romeo uh, we touched on this earlier with not having camped a day in his life before and, and going to him to be self-aware teaching himself to swim and being afraid of heights and all these things. So it's, I felt for him because you could see like he's, he's in, he's playing defense there, but he's being truthful. Like this is just, this is where I was at. I did the best I could. And I think the jury really respected his answer because right away he goes, look, I know. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Well, he right. didn't say he he didn't say that he lies around in camp all day, as that got shown on a couple episodes. But right, he goes. I understand. I've never. This is completely out of my element. Never even been anything close to this. I couldn't swim. I was terrified of heights. Like all these things here. But you know what? I toughed it out. I went for it. And my version, my, Mike's version in this game is Mike going out and just doing everything and being out there and working. And that's how he showed his strength out here Romeo's was I'm out here and we're just going to go for it. And I won a freaking individual immunity challenge, right? That's his, that's his peak mm-hmm. physical performance out there and it's different and it's not better. It might be worse, but 
he owned he owned it is is the biggest point and that's what the jury was looking for from a couple people and or from all of them and him owning that was a uh, i just thought it was a really good answer it just seemed like with with those three at the end this whole physical part of the questioning was just a non-starter this isn't i don't think that's going to impact anything no it's not going to impact anything and uh, yeah it was i'm still um, not sure what i think about the breakdown by Jeff, but there's no perfect way to do it. You're just trying to draw out general categories and then hope that people launch off that into good questions, which they did. They asked a lot of good questions. Um, And that really ties into Drea's question. Actually, just before that, Mike, sorry, I just want to say, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Uh, How often does the physical side of the game play into the winner decision? Because it's a huge part. It's a huge part in getting there. But in the winner, then the decision of, oh, I'm going to vote for this person because they were either better at challenges or a provider. Like, how often does that actually come into the equation? Ben, on, so Ben, Ben won on that. Ben won because Ben found every idol. Yeah. And like earned it. But that's almost that that's different than I think the physical that they were getting at in this episode. Well, like, that's what I mean. Like, so that's, but the outplay is not, did you build a shelter? I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Right. Again, there's just a, there's a yeah. respect to that maybe. And so, oh, great. You sure. scale fish. We saw that. Thank yeah. you for describing that and saying that. But the outplay portion is supposed to be, how did you compete yeah. physically yeah. in this yeah. game? Yeah. And none of them gave a competing, a competitive answer or a competition-based answer for that. And that's why I think if you have Lindsay there, the question is, oh, she uh, wins okay. this category. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or Jonathan. Right. Yeah. I carried a team on my back when oh, right. two Gosh. other tribes could not do it, right? That's his answer to that. And then you go, yeah, holy crap. I Otherwise, finished a challenge that two other tribes couldn't do. Yeah, because that's why I said that's a third of the game. Is That's why we have two challenges an episode to be this physical portion. And then the three of them had nothing to say to those. So that's why nice. I just think. That's mm-hmm. that. Nice. Uh, Drea asking this great question, but even before that, um, Mike, just we all thought it watching, like he's just not hitting it right here. He's just... Maybe not swinging out now because some of his answers are tied in with playing with emotion and strategy. And I actually like that, but just didn't feel like he was landing and, and delivering what he needed to do. And then Drea asked this fantastic question um, to, I think, to Marianne, like we spent a lot of time together and I still don't really know what you did in the game. And this is where we then get, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is where Marianne comes out with the big reveal. The big reveal of this big move uh, to obviously getting out Omar, but also having the idol available mm-hmm. and securing herself a spot in the end. And the jury is impressed. They are like on edge and then like blown away. They're looking at each other. And this is another question for you in the courtroom here. I just think, again, this was, it was a good move, but did this, this seemed to be a move that pushed the jury over the edge in terms of voting. It got referenced back even after when they're having pizza and celebrating with champagne. Was it, was it that big of a deal what she did? Uh, I don't. Have, I, I, I didn't. Have you think ever it was. seen a reveal at a final tribal of a no, secret? I know. Like that. That's I know. What, again, that's it, where. But the meaning of it, like, yes, it was cool, but it it was played up like this massive, like game changing event. And it's like tons of people have had idols and done great things with them, and that's big. But it's just a a part of the whole experience. I don't know. I I just. The timing was good, obviously, for her to do it. I'm not discrediting that. But again, 
just this talk of like, oh, that was this amazing play. Like, there was a lot of other amazing plays that happened it, right up. It showed how, without anyone knowing it, she was 100% in control of what was going on. Not necessarily in the game, but in her game. Mm-hmm. In that moment, she's 100% in control because she knows she's not going home. She's got someone playing an idol for her, and she can choose... If, if people don't want to do what she thinks is best, she can just make a different decision and go with it and own it. And it's her choice. She had just done one of the, well, one of the biggest blindsides of the season in Omer, which then allowed her knowing she broke it down really well in that with <sighs> Omer out, Jonathan will, if he wins final four immunity, he will do the cha- the fire making challenge to build his resume. Romeo's taking her Mike's, I think she said Mike's taking her as well. Um, and if she wins, she's going. So she's got like a guaranteed way into that. Fi- oh, and Lindsay and Lindsay as well. So her only question mark was actually Mike because Lindsay would take her to final three. Romeo takes her to final three and it's Mike or Jonathan. Jonathan probably takes her too. So it leaves, it leaves Mike. And it's like, she breaks it down super well in that moment where every opportunity, the the one unknown in all of this is Omar. So let's get rid of the unknown. And now I have control because I'm guaranteed either my yeah. idol or Mike's idol gets me to the final four. Plus if Mike plays it for me, I've got so much more power in the game. It was a, it was a um, really good explanation. She did a really good job at that, which makes it more fun in the moment. Yeah. And it makes it that mic drop moment that she had where it does she, Overexplained it, had a lot of energy and enthusiasm behind it, which I think adds to it because the actual content is great. It's not the phenomenal way she explained it, but it's it is great content and great thinking about the game. I wish she had two or three more situations, one or two more situations where she could be like, this physical thing happened and I did that and we did and we went here. But from final six onwards, you can clearly see that she had. Well, that's what I mean, so though. She's, she, is, she is communicating this great move. But, like, Mike just before won a huge challenge when Lindsay had a huge advantage, right? And so I, I think that's, like, but, a few notches up from what happened, for sure. I'm just saying, in the scope of the game, it just was odd to me that the jury treated that, like, wow, this is, like, of the whole season, some major event. It's like, yeah, I, I guess that's just maybe that we've learned here that the timing matters. If you can... Yeah pull a little rabbit out of the hat at the end there to add that it has more weight than something so, in, in, in day three or seven or 12. There were know, a couple of, there were a couple of tribals where someone was holding all the puppet strings and everyone else was just kind of following along and they didn't even, no one even knew that someone was pulling the puppet strings. The biggest example is Omar. Omar is pulling the puppet strings where he knows about Drea's uh, uh, knowledge is power advantage. He knows Mike has the idol. He knows that Dre is going for that idol and he loops in Lindsay so they can make a big move in that moment and ends up looping in Mike, but they make their move in that moment. And he's pulling the puppet strings. Marianne doesn't know what's going on. Drea doesn't know what's going on. No Romeo, no shot. He knows what's going on. Jonathan doesn't know what's going on. Mike barely understands what's going on. And Marianne in that tribal council in six and then five, she's the one pulling the puppet strings. Sure. It was 
it was an eight mile moment for me. It's Eminem on stage at the end. He gets up. He's what is he? He's this little rabbit. He's like the tail of the the bunny rabbit in the mailbox. You know, he's 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 this little no name. Like that's a good whatever. tie in there, man. Well done. <laughs> and and he's struggling. He's a small, uh, can't speak. Freezes on the microphone. Chokes. He's choking now. Time's up. Over. Blow. Then he snaps back to reality. Oh, there goes rabbit. He's he, he's going. I forget the rest of the lyrics. And so he goes into it. But we, what does he do? Grabs the microphone, gets the beat and says, what are you going to say about me? Oh, you're going to say this about me? You're going to say this about me? You're going to talk crap about me? That's what Marianne did. She got up. She started out as this player who was stumbling over her words who couldn't talk through her smile and laughter to get two thoughts together, played silly, didn't take things seriously, shows up at tribal council, grabs the mic and says, this is my effing game to wit or to lose. And this is how it happened. Like Jordan said, she knew she was in control of her game. So she takes it. She explains it. Go to the Eminem moment. The beat stops and she keeps going. She's like, oh, and get, by the way, I had this little trick in my pocket as well. And <laughs> that actually did everything for me. So I'd like to check right now and make it in Canadian dollars, please. That's what happened. <laughs> wow. That is, I can't argue with that, man. That's a beautiful segment. That I've watched that clip a probably 40 times back or more from the movie. Because it's inspirational, right. it's moving, and she, you're right, she does. And even just the owning of the, hey, I was like self sabotaging, right, yep. so much. And I and I wanted to take Lindsay so bad because I just, you know, and but I didn't. I said, Marion, I can't do that. And just huge. You're right. You're right. That's I'm coming around. I'm if coming she, around. she had it, everyone was like, around. "Wow, beautiful! You showed us this amazing thing. We're we are engaged. You just proved that you had a game. There's logic involved there." Then she sealed the deal with the emotional transformation. Okay, and this I'm is communication work now, right? Good. Then she said, "I just overcame something." And this the is personal. The personal evolution yep. section yep. was the last. Was the last one. Uh, Romeo. We'll just touch on him because Marion went tissues. last in this one. Romeo learned he had so much confidence. He's not just representing himself, but um, uh, he gets to take the confidence that he's learned. Um, no, ma no matter how hard it is, he didn't give up throughout it. Cause he did have a game. He admitted it too. He had a game that he had to play. That wasn't what he wanted to do. He didn't want to play from the bottom. He didn't want to play from a situation where he was always in trouble and couldn't get any traction. Like he was, how Michelle Fitzgerald played two seasons. That's how he had to play. A lot of things didn't go his way. It wasn't his choice that they didn't go his way. And he had to react to that and play through it and, uh, and just kind of scratch and claw the whole way. And he worked, he worked through that really hard and it wasn't easy. And he's also had the personal growth growth in terms of being more comfortable with, um, uh, with himself and thanking high for a couple of conversations that they had, uh, as well that we got to be privy to. Um, so just his storyline of growth confidence is the biggest one coming out from Romeo. Mm -hmm. um, Mike talking about, you know, proving that an older competitor can thrive in because he's not old, but he is an older survivor player for sure. Um, especially compared to the players that he's with. Um, I can still do what I thought I couldn't do anymore 
is something that Mike says. And then he gets the chance to inspire his kids. His kids, I believe, are all adults or very, very close to that. Um, and he gets to inspire them, which is now his whole goal in life. He is thriving as a dad, is he not? Yeah. Yes. It's got to be so good. It's so good. Um, <laughs> and then Marianne, Survivor Breaks You Down, the sabotaging. That was, that, that really got me uh, when she's talking about sabotaging. I want to bring Lindsay along. I don't want to lose the friendship or feel rejection or, or anything like that. But, and she was close to playing that idol for Lindsay, that storyline yeah, that we was. were being sold in that five, she was actually very, very close to doing it, but take the chance to lose, take the chance to lose because I deserve to win. That's where I was Oof. making that basketball comparison earlier. Right? Like so I, I'm willing to lose over this play because if I do this, I will win. Mm -hmm. That's and, kind of what I was saying before with Romeo too. Like, picture an analogy of a race car it's, and like you gotta you gotta put pedal to the metal and you might crash to the wall and be out of the race but some people like to get to the end because then it's not all the damage but she's like no I'll, I'm, I'm willing to risk it i'm willing to make the turns cut the corners rub up against the other car and try and get ahead because i want to be the first place car not fourth or fifth or sixth but it could mean i risk it all or it could mean i win it all yeah I just think it's so interesting coming to this Erica and Marianne back-to-back -back winners seemed to play very similar yeah. strategic games and that got them the win. They turned it up at the end and articulated it clearly and the jury responded. Right. It's a well, marathon of a game, even though it's shorter, it's a marathon of a game, but the sprint to the finish, they won the sprint to the finish. Both, both of them did. They did. And to put it in a very serious tone, circling back to Mario Kart, um, you know, there are those who criticize those players that kind of sit middle of the pack and then push to the end. But that actually is a great story in Mario Kart. And we've all been there many times where, yeah, there's the person in the lead. But if, you, if you're if you in there and you get even far behind, but that push near that end, and when you win in Mario Kart in that final stretch and you pushed your way and got some good items and things to help you in that final push, it's amazing. There's no better. That's better feeling than just having been in first the whole time and just kind of coasted, at least for everyone else watching. It's pretty entertaining. So that is the story of Erica and Marianne in some ways, yeah. the last two seasons of that. They were middle of the pack. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at. They were a not Canadian the, game to play. It, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that is a great point. Yes. Uh, and for those listening, by the way, just, if you don't know this already, we are all Canadians here in the yep. GTA greater Toronto area, but mm -hmm. yes, very, very cool to see and just did the right things at the right time. Maybe not as glamorous, which is uh, I think a struggle for some people because they want to see all the flashy moves at the right time you do what you got to do and that's survivor like it's the outwit outlast outplay and both of them did that but we got to do the yeah. vote we got to do the vote the jury sends them off an applause it's pretty cool uh and jeff yeah. again saying this is one of the best final tribals goes to yep. commercial and jeff getting ready to reveal these votes um, except that they don't know that the votes are going to be revealed yet right right yeah. that right? is so cool. then Jeff goes to grab the votes and Jonathan jokes to Lindsay. I think it is. Uh, oh, is he going to read them now? Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, ah, I thought you were it. serious. No yeah, way. I thought you were serious. Like whatever. No. And then no such thing as an easy season of survivor. There's one more twist. They're going to read them now. They haven't seen survivor 41. We all know that they're. we are all pretty sure the votes are going to be read on the Island. There's not going to be a, a reunion show. And uh, um, yeah, Jeff, lets them know he's going to read them now and they're 
shocked. And I just kept thinking like these votes were read in May of 2021. It is May of 2022 right now. So they have to keep these quiet for 12 months. Mm-hmm. Jeff sort that. of a Jeff, Jeff said something about that. He's like, you have to keep the secret. Yep. We hope, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah, he did. Never heard it, is a, it is a, we hope like type that? deal. Yeah. Well, um, I've heard, I've heard true stories of Jeff. Uh, I think it's even him doing an interview. He, he sits down the cast at the end of each season and says, look, this is your season. Yeah. And we're going to try and tell the story the best we can. There's things you're going to like, there's things you're not, but it's yours. And we just hope that you won't spoil anything for people that you're not going to go out there. And he said, most people really do get excited and, and take ownership, even if they don't love it. But he said some, almost every season, there are one or two that are bitter with either how they're being portrayed or just what happened. And they do, he's like, we ultimately can't stop them. Right. So that's kind of what he's actually saying there. It's that same tone of like, you know, we hope that you'll take this and, and kind of, uh, and carry it well, be, be good stewards of this. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think they, they did as well. So he reads out the votes uh, or sorry. No, I just, I think they did as well. Like for example, Marianne was at a local graduation for university and she got pointed I wasn't there, but I know people who were there and she got pointed out as being from the current season of survivor. This was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And she knows she's known for 10, 11 months crazy. that she's won. And she just gets pointed as being from the current season of survivor on TV and from the understanding I got from people who were there, she just was like, yep, hi, and moved on and was very, like, you see on the show, she had the biggest smile ever and was always, like, super happy. And she was giving off a little more of a, not stoic, but, like, she wasn't quite that super duper just over the top uh, energy wise. She was still very sweet and very nice. And and she's an energetic person. That's the way it goes. But um Man. She wasn't over the top like you can kind of see. And it's just like, wow, she had to keep this secret for a year. Crazy. And watching for three months and keeping it. Oh, man, it's crazy. So Mike gets the first vote. Marianne gets the second vote. And then did the eyebrows start to raise when the second vote get, gets read as Marianne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, then there's... You're like, okay, next one has to be the Mike second one. I was like, okay, so if this one isn't Mike, that'll be, then it's got to be over. And then it's Marianne. And that's the point where it's three, one Marianne. And everyone starts to do the, yeah. Oh, 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 Marianne, Marianne. That's enough. She's the winner of survivor. And where we were at the watch party, we went crazy. I'm assuming your family went crazy, Alex. Cause yeah, we went yeah. crazy at the survivor watch party. Cheering, clapping. We were, you could feel the energy on the couch. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> just rising and then it just explodes. It's so, there's nothing else that, that we, we enter. They don't, my, my family doesn't watch sports with me, so they don't understand it when I'm standing up during an entire Leafs game uh, and, and falling down with them. And, but we watched this and we cheer together and that was, it's beautiful stuff. It was pretty but, cool. Uh, to, it was pretty cool to watch just looking around that room of people, survivor fans from all over, some new friends, some old and seeing people just a collective excitement for Marianne Canadian, uh, just pulling it off and, and winning. I, I am shocked that Mike did not get more votes, but Marianne, yeah. just an incredible performance, as we said, um, in that and we'll, we'll debrief for a few minutes here. We don't have to go too long, but just into the after show that really breaks it down. But 
just what the jury was thinking. And that's what people said even right away. Oh, I'd love to hear what the jury thought. And was there, was it going to be closer? And Jeff breaks it down almost right away. They got the pizza, they got the champagne come out, but an incredible moment. The jury, I love the jury reaction just when they marry and the winner and they just like stand up, you hear them actually cheering. You don't see them, but you hear them cheering. And then just says, come on over and they embrace them. And, and you feel for Mike in that moment and Romeo, like, that's got to be so hard just to be able to be like embrace and people want to talk to you. And I, I would, that would be hard because you're replaying. Imagine you guys, when you've lost or Alex, you came so close in Kel survivor. Imagine immediately everyone storming over and wanted to talk to you. Right. It would be tough, but. Well, Kel survivor, we stuck around for another two hours or something and, and had continued on the zoom call. And my, I think my face just went like, it just drooped. Yes. As the, as I had a bottle of scotch with me. So that, you know, I drowned my it. but I just, I went from like smiling and cheering on the other winner to pretty quickly. Like, Oh, why? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any of this. I'm so done. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I get it. I don't, but then, and what Mike's again, Mike is like, we're good, man. Yeah. What pretty cool to see that. So kudos to him. Yeah. Do you guys want to break down the after show? Do we need to touch on a few things there? Any highlights? Yeah, any highlights for you guys from that? I just thought it was interesting that Marianne broke down that I didn't feel like I was being asked questions at first or the right kind of questions or yeah. strategic questions. And sometimes that's like, okay, we've seen that before where people don't get asked things and that means they're not going to win because yeah. people don't really care that much. But she then got a chance to, to again, talk about her strategic play and coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Jeff's bringing up the idea of who – was undecided here and almost everyone virtually everybody put their hand up and said we really were undecided here and it seems this is kind of the theme of the show here but it seems that in as much as marianne had won and i think i've come around here to say yes yeah, she deserved to win 100 percent. but it seems like for sure mike lost it based on not my opinion but based on what the jury said omar yeah saying he played a very obviously strategic game but didn't own the idea whereas marianne like didn't wasn't obvious that she had any strategy, but then she snatched it in the clutch. Like that'd be hard for Mike to sit there seriously and, and hear that. Yeah. Uh, but it's truthful that a lot of them just didn't feel like Mike circled or landed the plane as it were to, to really hone into why he as a man of honor also could still just say, yep. I also just said that to a lot of you, like Swathi did earlier and I had to do what I had to do. It could have been the difference. It could have been the difference between a million dollar check, but. Um, that was it. That was the big thing for that was the big nice. highlight for me. It was that that conversation, that moment. And yeah, I just that's the stab in the heart moment for Mike, where, where you already know he's gonna be breaking this speech down, those conversations, those oh, questions. Man. I should have, I could have, I would have, uh, for the I don't know, for yeah. years to come. Cause even as as oh the winner of Survivor at home, I still went back for weeks after and I was like, I was talking to people who didn't vote for me. I was like, why didn't you? You know, this is going to yeah. sound how it's going to sound, but I'm so curious why you didn't vote for me and what could I have said to win yeah. your, and maybe that's just me, but it's, <laughs> it's this that's, constant. That's not down. my, I don't have the same experience. I haven't really questioned people okay. on that. Okay. So it is much just, now. I, I also like, like so understand now for the, a few that I, if I were to go back through, I could understand why some of the people who didn't vote for me didn't, there's not much confusion for me around that. Um, for most of the people, just based on the way votes went previously that they were voted out on. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is, that is an interesting dynamic of like, why didn't, why didn't you vote? What, what yeah. made you think that someone else had a better game than me? Not in a judgment way, but just in a way of, oh, interesting. You, you saw it from a different perspective and, uh, yeah. And I could I, see being Mike at the end there, sitting there thinking, you really think she played a better game than me? Are you serious? Like that's, I could totally see him thinking that, feeling that and asking the questions that Andrew's asking here and would need a longer breakdown and then realize, yes, I lost it here. That's where, that's where I think that's it for sure. And it was cool what he said to her even like, I know she's, he's like, I'm a bit older and my fiance got my kids, you know, I'm rich in a lot of ways. He's like, she's young. She's just starting off her life. She's going to use this money for good. And I thought that was really cool. Just like, that's a good thing to say, man. And I, and I hope that Marianne does. And See the Bugatti it. that she bought? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, day one, her and Zach. They've been posting things on uh, holding hands and all this. Lots of controversy and exciting news there. But yes, Marianne, if you're listening to two and a half hours of the Survivor at Home podcast and you're here right now, we want to say congratulations to you. And yes. uh, pretty excited. I know Jordan has even reached out, I think, or wants to reach out to try and get in touch. We'd love to have you mm-hmm. on the podcast, but uh, a thrilling season. Local. Jeff, yeah, local, Canadian, um, you know, connected to some of the faith communities that we have connections yep. with as well. And um, would love for her to get on there. But I have a few things to say at the end, but anything else that you guys wanted to add just to the episode here? I, I The thing that's, stuck out to me as well i don't know if you've looked at the cast list for next season there's no canadians on it i i was gonna say this i wasn't gonna say the same thing but i did notice the same thing so i think there's no canadians i think they were like oh crap they just keep coming in and winning (laughs) we brought canadians on in two in a row that was my first tip off to when the when the cast list for next season got got leaked and i was like you know what I wonder if if Marianne's going to take this thing. Because, like, yeah, Erica and Marianne won, but there were a bunch of Canadians, right? Shan was, they considered Shan Canadian. She was born and raised in Toronto. Um, Was there someone else from last season from 41 that was Canadian? No. No, just two last season. Just two of them. But then you had Omar, also Canadian. Drea uh, has been counted as Canadian. I don't believe she lives in Canada. Yes, she but does. She's in, she does. She does live in Canada. Okay. Oh, she lives she's in like Montreal in now or something like that. Montreal, she was just okay. in Toronto. Yeah. But she's she's, just... she's from the States, but she lives up here now. Yeah. Gotcha. So there's that's three. That's three. Was there yeah. anyone else? No. No. Just so three. Cameraman Maybe. number four. Three <laughs> of eighteen. Three of eighteen yeah. is a good a good amount i just i think it's great i love it and uh i also think that uh, maybe i have no hope of getting on now because they got their canadian representation and winners and that's it (laughs) jordan and i were talking about that last night too like what do we got to do to get on here it's just increasingly gonna be how do i there's no unique story but how would you actually create a video or an application that someone looks at and goes yeah that stands out from the other three hundred thousand applications i've got Look, when you find out, let me know. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'll be on, I guess, seven? No, maybe seven? Maybe, no, six. Six. This will be when I send in my next one tomorrow. It's going to be try number six. And I'm going to try completely unscripted first take. I'm just going to give it a go and just talk and send that in. I love it. Ron Real. Just talking. No clothes on. 
which maybe which we meet someone talking. through this like the online re- reality game community is kind of cool yeah. different people have connected with me through that you never know right you never know who knows who and one day maybe someone from the survivor at home community or kill survivor could be a part of this or other groups in florida yeah. that we've connected with so um i and of uh, course good luck to everyone survivor at home light is tomorrow yeah uh, so friday may 20 what is it 27 i don't know my watch well on it's actually now it's now midnight we've been recording since 9 30 eastern time <laughs> and it's now midnight this oh. is a two and a half hour episode it's now friday but hey what do you expect from the finale of it as jeff said one of the best cast best seasons we've seen in a very long time but yes very excited for survivor at home light jordan thanks for bringing that up and uh wishing good luck to each contestant alex you're playing 12 contestants total playing a one night kind of smaller version that'll still give you an incredible taste of the competition the fun the joys the highs the lows and one winner at the end no idols this time and play but it's going to be fun and of course after this the next big thing on the calendar is september 16th and 17th that is the full event season five where we are going to try some things we have never done before in survivor at home i wish i could tell you all now but i cannot but really would love for you to check that out follow us on instagram our new account on twitter at survivor at home and of course the website survivor at home.com this has been a really really fun season of podcasting jordan i want to thank you as co-host for just carrying this podcast along keeping us on track bringing your wisdom and your great love for survivor to the show each week entertaining each and every fan that's listening and me as well so thank you for all that you've done and to all the guests that we've had on i was going to name you all but then i'll forget someone but you know who you are thank you for being on here uh alex you as well you get to be uh, the very last but each one that was on actually truly almost every week after i would say to jordan man i wish we could have them on again or i would say to steph i wish i could have them on again because each of the guests we had just brings such a unique take and their personality. Mm-hmm. And like, these are amazing people that are part of this community who love survivor, who love breaking it down and telling their story. So thank you for being co-hosts with us. And I haven't talked to Jordan yet, but I hope, and I assume that we might consider doing this as we head into the next fall season of survivor 43, which is made me sad thinking of it, giving up on this cast already and moving to the next Jeff is so quick to leave them behind, but, um, we're celebrating this past season and uh, thank you for being a part of this wherever you are love for you to get involved and if you're thinking even a two-night thing sounds too much i don't know if i can do that don't make a response out of fear if you're listening right now make a decision out of just take a bold step be a part of this community you might get voted out first and it might suck maybe you might have a great time and hopefully no matter what happens you be introduced to an amazing group of people that i've come to really love and consider friends uh, during these last two years it's meant a lot to me and we've had a lot of fun along the way so that's all i have to say anything else jordan alex i'll just say as an audience member typically of this show that does listen to it yes while i'm mowing the lawn with my airpod noise canceling airpods in um and cooking that and cooking usually uh we just really appreciate you guys and what you bring to this and i'm not going to gush over you because uh, you know you know it enough but um but just what you do bring to this, you give us an opportunity to listen to our own 
Survivor podcast to be a part of this, to hear our friends on the show and people that we've we've connected with through this. And it's always it's always a joy. And so what you bring is amazing. What you're we can you constantly create here is a gift to us, the listener. So thank you for constantly doing this, inviting people like myself on to talk about this because God knows nobody else wants to talk to me about it. So, <laughs> That's I, uh, so good. We as an audience appreciate you and this, and it's it's been a great season, not only of Survivor, but of this podcast. You guys are elevating in your production, in your communication, and all of it. It's really uh, it's really showing, and, and we appreciate that. So uh, we'll take that, and I thank you for this experience and being a part of it. It's been crazy since just a random Wednesday night in September when – we were joking. I threw a joke in a text to Andrew about, oh, that would be a fun topic to bring up on our podcast. And an hour later, we were recording our first podcast, <laughs> which we had no, which we had no plan about. Um, it's been so, so much fun the next, the last two seasons, and I'm excited. Uh, we'll we'll chat about it and figure out how to make it work. We did it this season and made it work, um, even though we record on a different night than the episode comes out. But we've made it work, and I'm excited to do that again. And of course. The last thing is, Andrew, this literally couldn't be done without yourself, especially on the production side and building the Survivor at Home community. And everyone needs to know that the 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 brains behind and the work behind the operation is absolutely yourself. And I'm super thankful that I get to be a part of doing this because it's been so much fun. That is enough, I think, gushing over each other for one night and one season. We will be back at some point. <laughs> Who knows uh, if we have any sort of special guests or special episodes over the next couple of months. We'll leave that as a teaser because mm. literally no one knows if that's going to happen or not, but you never know. So we'll have some fun. Good luck to everyone in Survivor at Home Light. Sign up for Survivor at Home Season 5 and follow us on Twitter. Engage with us. Just because Survivor is not on doesn't mean we can't have some Survivor fun. So mm -hmm. we will talk to you all the next time we have an episode come out. Who knows if it'll be a surprise or not. Thank you, everyone, very much. You better lose yourself in the music, the moment. Yeah, sorry. Oh.